Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 330. I'm Dave here in the Signal of Doom, the Swamp. I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you? Pretty miserable, but other than wow. that, good. Jeepers creepers. Rich is going to record one of those depressing grunge albums that, you know, make people want to maybe slit their wrists over the river at midnight kind of thing. Uh, like I'll just slit my own wrists, that's all right. Wow, <laughs> just end it all. Does that mean I'll have to get a new co-host again? It's a real hassle, you know. Can I just say, Rich, Rich, if you're on the point of doing that, just think of me and just think, this means Dave's going to have to hold... hold oh, hang on, you're pushing me over the edge, Dave. <laughs> just think, <laughs> just hang on to life, uh, you know. No, I've just been having that, that... You have those weeks where, like, almost everything at work goes wrong. Sure. And on top of that, on Wednesday, my car broke down on... Yeah. And fucking dealing with that in the rain and... Oh, oh God, that was, just a, that was just a fucking nightmare of a day. And then... You know, this is the worst of the week hasn't got any better. So it's just been one of those weeks where you're like, I just want, I want this week to end, like, just right now. Exactly, just end it. And these days you now have the weekend off, am I right? Yeah, I do. I do. That's so now, thankfully, my work week is done, but, you know, uh, kind of stranded, you know, unless I'm going to go do public transport, like I'm kind of, though I think I didn't actually make any plans for this weekend. Does your girlfriend drive? Has she got a car? Mm-mm. No. It's a case of driving Miss Daisy with her. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> right. So, is the car in the shop at the moment? Is that what's happening? Uh yeah, but unfortunately, it can't be looked at till next week because oh, obviously sucks. it was a last-minute thing. So, oh, uh, I've still got to wait for it to be even looked at. So. Jesus Christ, it's always expensive. Like, whatever they're going to do, you know they're going to mm. hit you for a lot of cash. That's one thing you know about it's, cars. You know what's so weird? I find, like, every time I every time I save up for a trip, right, mm. um, then something always goes wrong with my car. I kid you not. Like, the last one, when I was planning a trip to Hawaii, my literally my engine blew up. A different car. But my engine blew up, and it literally cost me to get it fixed how much I had saved up for <laughs> Oh, no, that's Because we're saving up for where we could win a UK trip yeah. early next year. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, this guy's just like, oh, yep, I'm going to break down too. And I'm like, hi. Oh. Yeah, and a UK trip, I mean, that's 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 going to cost you a fair chunk. Yeah, that's not cheap either. So yeah. you're not, not really happy with this car, bloody. Yeah, man. <sighs> wow. Giving up the ghost at the moment. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Well, Rich, I mean, to just cheer listeners up from that depressing tale, uh, today we had Chuck Dixon on the show. Chuck and I did two hours, man, um, back and forth, in deep, um, really deep, actually, frankly. And uh, he's such a great sport, Chuck. Like, he answers my questions, and uh, some of my questions are just idiotic. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll say that. Like, I ask questions, I, I, you know, listeners supply good questions, but I ask questions that I, I just... I almost hope no one's ever thought of asking. You know what I mean? Like I, I try to come in at angles, and and I and he's such a good sport. He's just like I'm just going to roll with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I we went back to the couch. Either roll with it or, or, or call off the interview. So I think I think he's, he's a great uh, sport. He's going to roll on with it. We got back to the couch. But he should be used to you by now. He is. Like. He is. This is about, <laughs> I told him this was about our tenth uh, interview, roughly. I mean, it might not quite be ten, but it's close. 
Um, and get this, we got back to the couch with Robert Kaniger. You know, we got back there late seventies. Nice. The DC officers, the couch, him and Chuck talking. We're back in that conversation again. You know, and you know me, I love. You know how I love to paint a picture, Rich. You know, mm. <laughs> so. you like your yes, you like your <laughs> seedy, steamy. Oh no, no there's nothing steamy about it. This was just this was just good stuff. Two gods just talking, and um, one was a young guy on the rise, Chuck, and, and Robert Kaniger towards the end of his career, and and just a, a meeting of minds on the couch. Um, and we got into more details actually. This time I, I prized out more information of the actual conversation, which I was happy about actually too. We got it. So, listeners, seriously, you get into that interview right right towards the end, like a dessert on a on a you know a fine meal. We get to what that conversation was about. There you go, man. That's the mystery box, and the mystery box, unlike JJ, is answered in this in this conversation. You know, whereas JJ would just keep kicking it down the road until the road just hits a dead end, and he's like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the end, <laughs> the end, the end at last." Now, signal abductions. Rich, did you get anything this week other than a headache for your car? <laughs> yeah, no. The, that's 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 been my. Uh, I feel like I should have. Uh, I would have loved to have been abducted. <laughs> just take it up the end you, you'd be just like take me away right now do whatever you want i'm done you'd be like um richard dreyfus in um close encounters where he just sees the aliens he's like just take me with you fuck this planet like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like i've had enough of planet earth um now i had two um my superman encyclopedia i'm not sure if i mentioned that last week that came in and my batman encyclopedia arrived and I have, did I tell you my story, Rich, of my victory, my sweet, sweet victory? So basically what happened was my Batman, yes. yeah, my Batman encyclopedia was supposed to um, arrive last Friday and I got a, um, a message saying it had been delivered. And anyway, so I, I go and check, no delivery, nothing. And uh, I, I contact Amazon, I don't have it, you know, nothing's come in and they gave me a credit for the, for the refunded it for me. Four days later, not not like on the Monday, like on the Thursday, my uh, encyclopedia arrived. So, well, hey, I beat the system. I beat the system, man. I'm that guy. I'm winning. Mm, the, yeah, they'll keep a record of that, so you you, you won't be winning at that all the time. I'm winning. Well, I've won. I've won one once. Won though, smash, but you ain't winning a war doing that. <laughs> yeah, but maybe not. I'm not saying I'm winning a war, but I won a battle. I won a skirmish. You know, I put it this way: I got it for free. I got it for free, man. I'm in free city right now. You know, with mm, Scott free. You got one for free. You still paid for one. No, yeah, Superman. I paid for Batman. I got for free. Batman's all free, man. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah. Scott free in free city, singing freedom. That, that's me. That's what I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, and I brag. You know what I mean? I, you know, as you always say, I'm not a gracious winner, am I? I'm not humble. No. I like to brag about it, you know, and, and you know, almost mock the system. Not the, even humble bragging. It's not even humble bragging. Just it's, flat out fucking just annoy you bragging. It's just arrogant, loud, annoying bragging from me. There was one funny thing in the conversation where Chuck was talking about like toxic people and there's always a toxic person in every office and you should avoid them. I was like, that's probably me. 
Someone who What's just saying, if you don't know the person I'm talking about, it's you. <laughs> you know, someone who just like, oh, that's weird. My group doesn't have any toxic people. <laughs> yeah, it's you. Yeah, and it was like someone who just like lives to like gossip and like you know feed off drama. I was like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> I, I, I recognize this personality type. <laughs> And, you know, I'm such a lowest lane as well with my questions. I'm always trying to break the story down, you know, like, there is no drama here. I'm like, there's no drama? Like, I feel like there's something. I feel like you, like, like this would be the difference between you and me. Like, today at work, I think it's it's the last day of school holiday, so all the bloody kids were at the, the, sure. the shopping centre today. And at one point in the day, there was this, like, yelling, screaming that wow. was happening. Right. Like upstairs or whatever. And I'm the person where I go, oh, he's fucking idiots. And then I carry on doing my stuff. Yeah. You'd be there be like, hmm, go see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Got to check it Where's, out. What's happening? Where's all the screaming coming from? <laughs> Must find it. <laughs> exactly, man. Like fly in the wall style, you know? Like definitely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the wrong eyes and just keep. You just keep trucking. You just keep trucking. You know, whereas I'm like, whoa, put down tools. We got to get to the bottom of this gossip. <laughs> oh, but. Uh, Speaking of which, we need to add a, a weekly to next week that we probably Definitely. should have done this week. Okay. It's the Transformers number one. All right. We'll do it next week. I did, I, I haven't read it, but I, I did see it. I, for, I forgot about it. Well, Rich, luckily, you know, you were excused due to your awful week that you've had. Um, I've been busy, you know, constructing interviews. You know, I consider myself I, – I, this is a humble brag. I consider myself the <laughs> what's his okay. the first name of Parkinson? Was his name Michael? Is it was his my, I'm the Michael Parkinson of comic book interviewers, I've decided. I'm conversational. Okay. I'm conversational. I'm chatty. Are you sure you don't want to be the Graham Norton? No, I find him kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> no, I no, I'm conversational, I'm chatty, you know, um, you know, and, and people like me, you know, which I don't I don't blame them for. You know, I don't blame them at all. I don't, like, I'm well-liked, put it that way. You know, I'm not controversial, um, but I seek controversy. You see, I'm drawn to it like a, like a mottle flame. <laughs> but I myself, I'm not controversial. I'm, I'm quite vanilla. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, other than, this is something I want to talk about with you. Mm, getting off I don't the, know. Okay, get this. Get ready for this. I was, to, I was at a – I may have mentioned this to you before – I was at a family gathering, and they were talking about like there were all these thieves apparently in the in the um, district, and I said what we should do is not just bring back capital punishment, bring back crucifixions like the Romans did on the side of the road, and that would deter a lot of would be kind of punks and thieves, um, and you don't have to nail them. What a lot of people don't know is the Romans used to tie a lot of people up and break their chest and stuff like I'm, you know, which I'm not saying we have to do that far, but um, just an idea, Rich. Um, where are you on it? It sounds to me like you are saying that, though. What do you mean? <laughs> what, what am I saying? You're like, I'm not saying that, but I'm not opposed to it either. No, I'm <laughs> saying we should do it. I'm saying we should do no, it. I'm saying, even like the the breaking of like the the chest and all that, you'd be like, I, I'm not endorsing that, but I would say no. Oh, I'm not getting into the technicalities. If there's a way that you can crucify them without the breaking of the chest, I'm all for it. But my point is, you put them up on those things. Um, yeah, but it doesn't – the problem is it doesn't stick. work, Dave. That's the thing. Like, Whoa. The, the, at the end of the day, the, it's funny enough, this is what I, I think about a lot, um, mm. is like we will, ev we will never, ever, ever 
have a perfect society, right? Sure. Because there's always, always going to be someone that um, will abuse it, will take advantage of it, you know, um, will treat it badly. And it doesn't sure. matter how many examples you make of it. Like, you say, oh, they're over there, but people still did it. Yeah, but you reduce like, it. I'm not talking about zero. Uh, I'm talking... I no, I, I I don't think you do because I reckon you reduce people just, it. People can't help their nature. Also, think about this: the kids of today are far more pussified than than I would say even twenty years ago, thirty years ago. So I reckon you did a bit of that in 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 the sort of suburbs and stuff. I reckon you, I reckon you would get a percentage that'd be like, "Fuck, I'm not going to buck the system. If this is what they're going to do to me." You know, it's just an idea, man. I mean, uh, again, I, I I disagree. I like, I don't. I the, the problem is, is I just don't think. You there? I, I just don't think that works. I don't think like deterrents are good, right? And yes, I do agree with you. We don't minimize it, but I don't think it's. I think you got to come up with a better, better um, idea. You got to come up with some sort of better system, like. Than crucifixion. And again, don't, don't, I'm going to be the person where I'm going to I'm going to complain, but they're not off the thing. It's because I mean, I honestly don't know. Like because well, people's yeah. natures are so ingrained. Sure. I don't know of like there has to be a better way. I just don't know what that better way is. So you're saying there's a better way than crucifying? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you, Dave. I think there's a better way. <laughs> well, I, I would say if you put if you polled this country, the majority would agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, I think, but this is the thing. Like, uh, I was just putting it out there as an idea. Like, I'm almost saying I'm not. I'm actually not opposed to not killing them. I, I almost think it's like you string them up there for a day, and then you take them down, and they suffer. But it's not death. But it's still a deterrent. That's kind of where I'm coming from. I be- would have. I believe for the Romans it was death. Whereas I'm like, no, no, no. If they can be up there for twelve hours, I reckon they're going to learn a few hard lessons about life up there. You know? Yeah, but it can also harden someone. True. True. You know, Very because true. the thing is, like, as much as you try and stop crime, you also just make crime smarter. Yeah. Good point. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you again, like, you know, the uh, police force develop new technologies, but then criminals just get smarter and also get yeah. their own, you know what I mean? They also yeah. beef up there. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very, and again, this is why we haven't solved it. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it was an easy answer, we'd have the answer, but it's not. It's like, you know, because you've got to also not harden people, but you've got to, you've got to make it worthwhile. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's a tough one. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I understand, but it's sure. also how you make hardened criminals because <laughs> they do that and then they, they get, um, well, you harden them and then they, they go and do other shit hey, as guess, well. Guess so. what? The first time you might not kill them, second time you do. Like I don't give. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not know, a revolving I mean, that, dog that's, guy. That's, that's kind of what's also wrong with the prison system, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm not saying there can't be a prison system, but I'm saying the problem with like the maximum security, like I'm sorry, but you don't put anyone in there that you're trying to reform. That's no, where you yeah. should put lifers. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Come right? On. If you take someone who's like, let's say they're serving 20 years, and you put them in a fucking maximum security yeah. hardcore prison, they're going to come out hardened, man. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And and this is the problem with our judicial system our stuff and all that is sure. we also are not ha- we are also creating hardened criminals when you put someone in jail so again there's got to be a better system but i'm not as smart enough to solve we, we, it, 
I I hear you. We we haven't cracked it though. In and I mean literally, as in like humans haven't cracked it in all no, the years. No. You know, like uh, were there jails in Rome? I wonder yeah. if there were. There were jails. Yeah, I was just because I, I I thought they may have just killed everybody and stuff like back in those days. You know, if you no, like, they had punishments and prisons and all that. Okay, right. Well, jails. yeah, I, I know that under Rome. There was like an, a jail, a massive jail where the, where people would be sort of like it was like put down to die, and and I only know that because um, one of the kings in Africa who the republic fought, who eventually mm-hmm. they lost and they brought him in chains and they put him, they threw him down. It's like a massive hole in the ground, and it's like it was a full on catacomb jail. It was like where you went, like it was just like mm. you know the end. Well. That's what you would also do with, like, okay, so political prisoners, obviously the smart thing is not to kill them because, one, you make martyrs out of them, and, two, you don't know if they could be useful down the track. So you chuck them in a jail until you can figure out yeah. whether they have a use for all them. So, yeah, no, no, I mean, jail, I mean, jails have always, prisons have always existed. Right. Wow. Well, I'm glad that we're coming up with some ideas. Uh, you know, if I was in charge, I'd, just, I'd certainly trial my crucifixions. Um, and I almost feel if people... Were, were, were kind of like maybe crazy enough to vote for me that it might fly. If I actually got in on that platform and did it, it was like, shit, okay, this guy's doing what he said he'd do, you know, like some respect at last, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is a little Roman Empire, Roman Emperor style, my, my kind of style. Mm. You know, it's a little just, bit. Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Just a tinsy-wincy bit. Like, uh, just, a, just a tinge. You know, just a hint. Just, just, just they a come hint. into my office and there's like a fucking throw that I'm sitting on and you have to like kneel down to talk to me. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely, yeah. That's you. <laughs> a couple of bodyguards, you know, dr- you know, like in full-on like Roman, uh, you know, outfits with swords and stuff. And they're like, well, Dave's really embracing this. <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave really wants his centurions. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what I was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, now, Rich, speaking of the empire, um, a Warhammer game has arrived uh, on consoles. What? Tell us about it. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if any of the listeners or even you played um, the Vermintide games back yeah, in. The, I certainly back did. In the day, I certainly did. So it was Vermintide one, Vermintide two, oh, and it was very like Left for Dead. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. You you go and there's kind of like. You got to get from point A to point B to point C, and you got to fight hordes and. They were awesome. And oh, but Dion and I played them together. We loved yeah. them. Yeah. This one is the forty k one. Oh, really? So this is in the um, this is not in the fantasy era. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is in the in the forty k era where you get to play as a veteran who's basically just a soldier, mm. a um, zealot, mm. uh, a psyker. Cool. Oh shit! I can't remember what the big guys are called. The Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe these are guys that used to be Space Marines. I don't know. But they're, they're quick, big, hulking guys. Primarchs? I've got to look it up. Okay. But anyway. I'm not so... super versed on 40K. My friend is, though. My friend knew the one. Oh, my God. We we're playing it a bit last night. And, my God. Good. He fucking loves it. He's just he's just throwing out 40K quotes and yelling for the Emperor. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, shot. and he loves the dialogue between the characters. Heresy. Did he say that? Heresy. Yeah, 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 he gets way, he gets really into it. He loves, I mean, you know, he's been silly, but he it. really loves it. And we're playing a bit then. We'll probably play a bit on the weekend. But um, okay. yeah, that game just came out on consoles because it was out on PC. Okay. What's it called? Warhammer yeah, Dark Tides. Warhammer Dark Tides. Yeah, yeah. So it's Warhammer 40K Dark Tide. All right. I'm going to check this out, man. This sounds fun. Is it? Is it, it on is PS5s as well? 
Maybe? Right. I don't know. Oh. I'm playing on Gamebot, so I okay. don't really have to check where it's available. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's a good That's a good one, man. Uh, by the yeah. way... I think you can cloud game it on your Xbox One if you don't right. have an Xbox, but then it's streaming. So it's not the best quality, but yeah, you can you can stream it on your Xbox One if you've got Game Pass. Okay. Right. I see. All right. Well, um, that sounds like good stuff, Rich. Um, you're definitely on, you know, you're on top of the world right now with this kind of stuff. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun, bro. Okay. Oh, I love that, dude, dude. Left 4 Dead was like, what a phenomenal game that was. Yeah. Um, back in the day, and and we've always been looking for a great, um, like replacement for that. Uh, and we've tried all the ones that have come out. We tried um, Back for Blood, and uh, oh shit, there was that Earth one. I can't remember what it's called. Um, anyway, and uh, we we've tried all them, but just none of them have been as good. But we've always enjoyed the Vermintide ones, and we we enjoyed the 40k one. Yeah, okay. Well, um, that I, I'm doing my research here, and apparently it's a timed exclusive. Uh, the game is only timed exclusive for Xbox, which means we could see a Warhammer 40K Darktide PS5 and PS4 release later down the line. So it's a timed exclusive right now for Xbox. There you go. Um, so, yeah, and that was so like... You on your PC or your Xbox X or Series X, or as I said, you can stream it cloud stream it on your yeah. xbox one by the way uh chuck said um hugh jackman's north of 200 mil um net worth and uh he said yeah easily and also in other news uh apparently hugh jackman's dating again already he's back mm. on the, he's back on the mm. dating market man why yeah. not well let's be honest we all knew that it didn't end because they just felt like ended it something <laughs> Something was the brew, and I made the joke to you. I said, "Oh, oh, uh, Hugh Jackman's in the market for younger tail." <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, that's. Yeah, I was right. You were right, man. But like, it sounds like you were kind of like, like that's it's kind of like. Know, Dave, do you know why I love paladins? Because there's no such thing as a paladin. There's no such thing as a squeaky clean person. That's why the fantasy of of a squeaky clean person is is so appealing. I think Hugh's no, pretty squeaky clean. I think he's pretty squeaky clean. Mate, you, uh, look, no, no offense to him. I don't know him, and I'm not saying this. You don't know what goes on behind doors with people. There's so many people throughout history who people have thought sure. were great guys, wonderful people. Sure. Oh, but they were so, and they turned out to be real, like, well, bad seeds. I'm like, not, I'm not saying, well, it, but I'm just saying this is the, this is why I never ever I don't put anyone up on a pedestal, Dave. Like, I don't put any actor, I don't put any creator. What about me? I, Do you put me I, up? I, 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 I put there, no, Dave, you, Dave, you are so <laughs> full of fucking holes, bro. Like, <laughs> if I was you, I'd put me up on a pedestal, frankly. I would, I'd no. be like a daily well, kind of gen, Dave, gen have, you, have you heard that expression? If you put someone on a pedestal, the only, the, the only <laughs> place for them to go is to fall off. I, I haven't, but it makes sense, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope when you think of me, you think of like a statue, kind of like you remember those statues in Lord of the Rings by the river. You or mean whatever? slow to move? Like a what? <laughs> like slow to move? <laughs> like those? You know those kings in Lord of the Rings? Like the, the like in Fellowship of the Ring, you see them when they're floating down the river. That's how I view myself when I think of myself. I'm like, yeah, oh, but, shock horror. I just think of myself like that. And I think, yeah, that's that's kind of my self visualization. You know. Jesus. Hmm. Like, hmm. Not uh, surprised. That's your self-realization. Yeah, it's not a surprise, man. Um, oh, anyway, so Hugh Jackman's dating again, and Hugh, and uh, Chuck says Hugh's worth over 200 mil. So it suddenly people are flocking to my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just, just out of curiosity, how does Chuck know that? Because he's got sources, man. 
he took a look at the finances just like me. He knows about the. I, I said to him, mm. people always forget about the property portfolio. That's what people always forget, you know. And I brought it up again, and and the coffee empire too, which he's got a thriving coffee empire over there in the states. He's he's making lots of money, man. Lots of cheddar, you know. What's the cheddar? I don't know. We don't know how much money he's hidden from his ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of cash under the bed, you think? He, he definitely wants to make himself turn, seem less than 200 mil. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's in his best interest. <laughs> true, true, very true. Uh, Assassin's Creed, Mirage is out. Or as the woman at um, at JB Hi-Fi said, uh, she said, Assassin's Creed, Mirage? And I was like, yeah, close enough. That's it. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> she was like, Mirage? And I was like, sure. Yep. Uh, I've only played half an hour so far. Uh, I'm back on the streets, man. I-, I said to one of my friends, I said, I actually am an assassin. And I followed that comment up with, like, I feel like I could do this shit in real life. Like, I just feel <laughs> like, no, you know, he, and he's coming back to me with people who uh, hear you groaning about your bad back on, on the yeah, way yeah, there, yeah. you know. But, like, there's just something about it, man. Like, maybe when I was 20, dude, you know, could you imagine it, man? Me flipping around doing all this crazy no, shit? No, dude, I fucking, you could be 50 and I still can't imagine you doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I almost am 50. Molasses Dave? No. <laughs> dude, like, seriously, man, like, I have no problems with any of it. Like, like, just the pure act of it, like just going around, causing all this chaos, like smoke bombs, hiding under between, you know, in the shrubs, coming out, boom, single blade death, boom, back in the shrubs, sneaking around, like it's so in my wheelhouse, man. You know, uh, like honestly, I'm gonna. Yeah, be- yeah, game, Dave. It's definitely in your wheelhouse, but not in real life. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, in a world with a few less laws, you know what I mean? Like we've. It's over- not about the laws, Dave. It's about the talent. <laughs> I'm going to say this. We've overregulated. You know what I mean? Assassins now, have you noticed whenever you hear about an assassin now, they're like, oh, he's a serial killer. I'm like, well, he's an assassin. You know what I mean? Like, it's a job. You know what I mean? Like, you say serial killer, he was an assassin. In Assassin's Creed, they're not serial killers. They're assassins. And they have a creed, by the way, as well. There is a creed. And um, I'm not 100% sure what it is, but there is a creed. It's referred to in this game. He says... He's an assassin who questioned the order and questioned the creed. And I was like, oh, yeah, wow. I never thought of it. Assassin's Creed. There's a creed to being an assassin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. That is literally like getting a punchline 20 years later. Oh, my God. That's like <laughs> you heard a joke 20 years ago, and then 20 years later, you're like, oh, my God, I just got it. Yeah, I, I never, like... The, the two words kind of flowed together in my head for a oh, long sorry. time. That, thank you, Dave. That was that's just that's great. That's no problems, man. Um, <laughs> but like, no, I'm back out on the streets, man. I, I'm I'm fucking dangerous out there, and and Baghdad's not going to see what fucking hit it. You know what I mean? I am gonna no rules, no regulations this time for me. You know, I, I'm I'm out for fucking blood. Seriously, I. I, I, I just feel like my whole life of playing Assassin's Creed the last 20 years has been building up to this moment. I'm like a fighter who's come in real condition for the fight. I'm in perfect condition, you know? Uh, like, all that Valhalla really got me moving, man. It's got me moving and fucking ducking and diving and, 
you know, played that Witcher. And <laughs> I, I've got a sting now, man. I've got a sting. I'm like a viper out there. So, as you can tell, I'm pretty excited. Um, I assume you won't be playing it, Rich. It's got a 77 on Metacritic, by the way, which is a little you low. As, you've assumed correctly. Yeah, 77's a little low. and um, Yeah, but unfortunately, Dave was never going to live up to anyone's hype. Well, maybe not my hype. But um, anyway, like by next week, I'm going to have a full-on review of it because I've got three days off next week and I, I plan to fucking just mainline this game like you wouldn't believe. I might actually, imagine this, I might finish it in three days and you'd be like, wow. Doubtful. Dad, did you say doubtful? Doubtful. Well, nothing in my record suggests that I'm capable of doing that. Like... Um, I told you I finished, uh, last week I finished Witcher. Oh, man, I felt so good when I finished that game. I was so fucking proud yes, of myself. Yes, Dave. Oddly enough, it feels good to finish games. I was so proud of myself. I, I really, I was like the cat that swallowed the cream. Like, I was just like, Michelle came in, I was beaming. I was, she goes, why are you so happy? I go, I finished Witcher. Witcher 3. Did it. Got the ending where Siri turns into a Witcher. Didn't you buy that 20 years ago? <laughs> Didn't you buy that on a previous console and then had to rebuy it and fuck around? And Yeah, then you got the remastered version. And, and, and actually, it was the remaster that made me... Because I actually got quite deep into it previously. And then when I got the remaster, um, it really it gave me the input to... You know, the impetus to, to, to keep on rolling. Like, so I'm really glad they did the remaster. And I've bought the two expansions really cheaply. I got them on sale. Um, and I have already done some of the one expansion, um, actually, because when I when I completed it with my love of side missions, I actually did a bit of one expansion side missions and, and clocked up a couple of achievements. So, yeah, that was a really, that was a, that was the most satisfying feeling, I reckon, since I finished GTA 4. When I finished GTA 4, which took me years, I was I just had so much satisfaction and this was similar. I it was just like I was I was I just couldn't believe it. Like I actually felt like kind of like um this year if you think about this year, man. This year I finished Witcher 3 and I finished The Great Fucking Hunt, that Robert Jordan book that uh, I was reading for like off and on for like I don't even know how long since like a million 90, years since 1991. So do the math. And then, you know, I've done these two things. And remember I said to you, I felt if I'd read that book in the, in the, in the nineties, that it would have gotten down just to binary text, you know, which is binary, just zeros and ones, man. That's cause that's where I felt it was. I, you know, what's your comment on that, Rich? Was that likely to have happened back then? No. Well, we'll never know. Will we? Dude, oh, did you watch that? Uh, did you watch that clip I sent you? It's an older clip, but did you watch that clip I sent you of Elon Musk? Yes, about yes, yes. Uh, on Joe Rogan, yeah. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Another, yeah, another I wasn't happy. Person that agrees with me. No, I wasn't happy because he saved it right to the end to go. We have found none of that. Like fuck you, Elon Musk. Look harder. Yeah, I knew you would string you along. You'd be like, oh, is he going to admit? And then he was like. We found nothing, so there's no aliens, and I was new days is going to go. So oh, fucking shit. far, we haven't found it. So fucking far, we haven't found an Elon Musk. And and yeah, also fucking shocking how we have uh, we've dug up so much shit, but we can't find anything. Also, like here's here's another comment: Why would we be the only planet with life? You know what what what's so outrageous to know I, that? I, I, hang on, I, okay, let's not confuse the the the, the subject, okay? I didn't, you got to, okay, so there's two different people, okay, there's three different people. There's people like you, 
who believe that there's aliens and that they've come here and they've they've infiltrated, influenced and, and influence our history and civilization also shit. Sure. There's people like me who goes, yeah, there could be aliens out there, but they've never come here. Like, they've never, ever come to Earth. And then there's other people who go, yeah, aliens do not exist ever. We're the only people in a bajillion, billion galaxies, and that's it. It's all empty. Right. But what but makes that's, you, Because, yeah. Dave, it's so big. Like, yeah. okay, look how many, like, planets are that, that literally can't support life, right? Sure, or, lots. Or, like, just a, a planet. If you extrapolate that, then there shouldn't be, even if there is other life, there shouldn't be that much of it. Like, it's almost like a one in a... Like a million. And so, if and if they are, I just don't think we will I see what you're almost ever meet them. Mm, okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, so, no, well, not, I don't know. Not in humanity's lifetime. Or not in, like, in like I don't what know about, how many What about lifetimes. if one of those far distant um, yeah, but Dave, telescopes? Until, like, okay. I, and again, here's my point. Like, do you know how advanced you would have to be to travel from one end of yeah. Like, you know, uh, uh, to another, and, but have no time pass. Yeah. You know, because you've seen those sci-fi stuff where they put people in cryo and then it takes like fucking 500 years or, yeah. you know, whatever to travel from here to there. Until you can bypass that, I just don't think that it's feasible. Or like war- that any warping. alien race has bypassed that and, and can travel instantaneously. Yeah, or like warping and stuff, you know, where they go through so it's it's almost like they fold space so that they... Yeah, yeah. And, and, and if that's possible, I still don't think anyone has mastered it. I don't think there's any being out there that has mastered that science. That's just my belief. Doesn't mean I don't believe that there isn't yeah. life out there. I just don't believe there's life that can reach here. No, yeah, well, it's a reasonable argument. I'm not... Uh... You, you could well be right. Um, you could well be right. I, I mean, it's. I think it's one of the two. I think either they've come um, in very limited doses, or it's like what you're saying is, in there's life out there. They just, it's just the sheer. Um, and also, I'm sorry, but we've been mining our past for hundreds of years, and we've not found anything. So, but dude, I'm, apparently there's civilizations that have come and gone that there aren't any records of because time. It's so. It's. I can prove it then. Well, That's the thing. Okay. So, well, how convenient that you can say, oh, you know what? There's shit that we that existed that we haven't found. Well, how do you know that you haven't found it? Sure. Good point. Like, I'm sorry. Anyone can claim anything. I don't... Until you can say, my God, huge discovery. We've just found, like, uh, 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 evidence of a civilization we've never encountered before in, the, in, in all our histories. It's... It's never, you know what I mean? Like, this is a brand new discovery. We have found evidence of a long lost culture. Yeah. Then I would say, wow, you, you know, yeah. you've done it. It exists. But to turn around and say, oh, no, it exists. Okay. What evidence? Well, we just haven't found it yet. Uh, okay. The truth is That's out there. That's not how it works. The truth is out there, man. Can you imagine it? No. Okay. <laughs> you can't claim something to be truth until you can provide the truth. Hey, dude, I'm just reporting the news, man. I don't know what... You no, know, that's not reporting the news. That's just you reporting gossip <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, man. There's definitely some... Now... I mean, lunatics is what you are, you know, <laughs> what you are um, reporting. I, I'm not as hot on aliens this week. Um, Chuck was kind of saying that maybe the congressional hearings were a bit of a sort of hoax. Oh, the, you think so? And the government's <laughs> kind of feeding us... The government's kind of feeding us false leads and stuff, which... I, I'm also hugely suspicious of the government, so you know, I'm not as I'm not on my usual alien kick as normal well, today. You know, I said that's that funny joke. 
I used to believe in aliens until the government said they were real. Yeah, <laughs> true. Although, do I think that there's been influence? Yeah, sure I do. I, I 100% do. You know, do I have the proof at hand today? No, unfortunately not. Um, have I, I never will. Have I made any progress on infiltrating an alien organisations? Not so far. Um, it's been on the it's been on the back burner, man. It's been on the back burner, dude. Like, I've had a lot fucking going on. There's also a cricket world. Oh, I meant to mention this to the listeners. There's a cricket world cup going on. Might not mean a lot to US listeners, although I know some of you like cricket. Uh, we have brought on a lot of UK listeners in recent uh, months, so I do want to thank and say hello to all our UK listeners that have hopped on, and in fact, any new listeners. But I, I do know that we've had a bump in UK numbers over the last uh, few months. Now, oh, the, it must be since I got my uh, British citizenship. It must be rich. It must be all those <laughs> you, all those British fans, and it must be. They're like, oh, oh shit! Now one of them is is British. Better tune in. Better tune in. We've got a UK. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, what was I going to say? So anyway, so there's that. Now, Ray and myself and Rich, you're more than welcome. We're going to be doing some little short segments over the World Cup called World Cup Diary. Just a little, some tune ins, like twenty minute episodes. Discussing the World Cup, we've got one, one this week coming up, just talking about the Australian prospects. We'll also cover um, some of the likely contenders. Uh, you know, obviously, yeah, England, South Africa, um, you know, England, definitely um, contenders. We'll, we'll, we'll be discussing the World Cup quite a bit over the next, say, six weeks. Uh, and obviously following the Australian progress very closely, as you would expect, Rich. Um, uh, I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, World Cup diary. Um, Ray and myself, pretty, you know, some might say one-eyed supporters of the Aussies. Man, I'd like, I like to go into bat for them at any opportunity. I was um, hopeful of a call-up to the World Cup with some of the injuries that, that hit the team and was more than willing to attend. You know, no, I was. I, I, you laugh, you laugh, man. But, like, if it came down... <laughs> oh, man, just the... the... <laughs> If you, the, oh god! Like this, the 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 fantasy world that you live in. They just where you like. I don't know. Dude. I don't know how you do it, man. Top the hats off to you, man. Dude, like seriously, I don't know if I had to it. face up to an over, I swear to God, I'd do it, man. You know what I mean? Oh like, fuck no! <laughs> no, you think you can handle that pace, button? <laughs> fuck off, Dave. Dave, you'd be shell shocked, man. <laughs> you'd be like, wow, wick is gone. You'd be like, I didn't even see the ball. Yeah, probably. Um, probably you're right there, actually, but. Anyway, I didn't get a call up, so I'm not part of the. I wouldn't do any better, so don't don't think that I'm saying like, oh, Dave sucks. No, I wouldn't do any better facing against those guys. Would you like, at, seriously? Would you at any age have felt like you had the the iron? You played a lot of baseball, didn't you? Like... No, I did. I, I played cricket and baseball. Sure. Mm. I mean, if I if I hadn't maybe focused more on soccer mm. and and gone more that other route, I probably could have maybe. Um, done a bit better and, and maybe gone for like state and all that sort of stuff but I put put all my sort of my eggs in the in the soccer basket so right. um, okay. and to be fair I did get pretty far in it so. well, were you a goalkeeper? yeah I thought so yeah no you were a good goalkeeper yeah I remember um, yeah anyway uh, look uh, look Brutal honesty. I, I never had the talent uh, I had all the all the desire I had I had oodles of it um, I unfortunately was one of those guys who had a defence and not a lot else. You know, I, I, I struggled. But mind you, mind you, I I would have enjoyed playing more because I did enjoy it. Um, it was just, I just felt it was very time-consuming and I played tennis and, and you know, so I, 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 I kind of like, I quite enjoyed tennis. Yeah. Well, which I, I mean, look, 
That, well, that's the thing. You see, you 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 have developed that eye, but a, a tennis ball obviously moves and bounces a lot different than yeah a cricket ball. And again, playing baseball, the ball again moves very different. And plus, what you hit it with obviously sure. yeah is massively different. So, like a lot of and again, someone listen. I have played rugby. I've played soccer. I've played water polo. Mm. I've played cricket. I have played uh, baseball. I've played field hockey as well. Sure. Right. I'm, I'm. You know. I was basically pretty sporty. If there was a sport I wanted to play, mm. and let me tell you something, you would think just because you could do this good that 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 should translate, and it doesn't. No. Like, do you know what I mean? Like field oh. hockey. Oh my god! If you think like, oh well, I can play cricket, so field hockey. You know, oh, I can hit that ball. No, 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 no. Like your the back strength that you need mm. for for hockey because you literally have to run hunched over <laughs> all the time. It's not even the same league. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Same. I played soccer and all that and rugby, and I was like, ah, water polo would be easy. No. Completely different type of endurance and, and, and muscles that, that you use. I would have thought water polo so, would be incredibly hard. You know? No, water polo is literally the, the, the hardest yeah. sport that I, that I ever played. I loved it, though. I, I was a fish in water playing water polo. The problem with water polo is uh, it's very niche. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, that's again, that's why I kind of chose soccer because I, I loved water polo. I'm not joking. Like, oh my God. Um, probably one of my favorite sports I've ever played, but again, wasn't really like a big avenue mm. to like get far, uh, mm. especially in South Africa with water polo. So did, do you watch it at the Olympics and stuff? Cause I, I don't mind in the Olympics. Like, yeah, I do. But again, it's so weird for me because I find sports that I've played that I would really good at. I find hard to watch just because, um, mm. It's not the same. Like, cricket, I didn't get, like, that far into it. So when I watch cricket, it's more like I am an outsider watching cricket. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. You know, um, but when I play, like, soccer or water polo, because I was so entrenched in that and played it so hard and whatever, it kind of almost makes me, um, like, long too much. And then... Really? Uh, you know what I mean? Like you, f- like, you almost feel like you want to be there. Yeah. Because I, yeah. it's almost like your muscle memory is like almost like kicking in and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I still watch it, but it's not. It's it's a very different sense than me just sitting back, relaxing, watching the the the, the cricket or, or the the baseball yeah. or something. Like that. I, it, I I I understand what you're saying because let me tell you, I can as we all know, I can watch cricket. I I I could almost watch any any team play cricket, you know, at a decent standard and have a decent time. But I find with all the tennis I play, and by the way, I had a six-one, six-nil, six-nil victory on the weekend over Dion against who? I won over Dion, who was talking so much trash before it, and I just shut him down. We, you know, but here's my point. I, so I, I play tennis every Wait, week. No, didn't he say he wanted to come on the show and brag? No, when he he's beat you? just he just never shuts up, and and he it actually shut the little guy up. It, it, like at three-nil in the first set, I think he knew that it wasn't going to be his day. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think he just, he ran into a machine. But here's the point. Here's what I'm trying to say. So I, I play a lot of tennis. I, I, I play once or twice a week, have done for, you know, 20 years, and I've played since I was probably, I don't even remember how, how, how young I was when I started. Young, eight or something. Here's the point. These days, I find watching tennis very dull on the, on the TV. Like, I, I'll happily watch like a point or two on Facebook and, and enjoy it. You know, like, you know, Facebook gives me a lot of tennis videos and I'll watch a little bit. But I just find watching, like, a match... I, I, in fact, rarely will watch a match of tennis now. And I used to watch it all the time during mm. Andre, Andre Agassi's career. I barely missed 
an ATP game, if there was a televised game, I, you know, and other players as well. But honestly, ever since, yeah, yeah. I, I find that I'm less judgmental. Um, if 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 it's a sport I didn't play like like that, like with cricket, I'm less judgmental. I'm almost like, oh, you know, shit shit happens, or yeah. you know, oh, it must have been a hard catch or something. But when I'm watching soccer, I'm almost massively judgmental because right. I know how it should be done correctly. Sure. You know what I mean? Like when you see them fuck up, you're just like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? I, I find myself hmm. just really scrutinizing and actually being a lot harsher when it's something like soccer. Sure. Um, and, and, and that like if it's cricket and all that, I'm almost again, I just can relax and just be like, yeah, yeah. whatever. The, the thing with me, when it's I watch for you for like tennis, like if you see them and you go, oh, why would you do that? Why didn't you hit it this way? You know what I mean? Like you should have, uh, you, you should have sliced it like that. I don't know. That's how I watch soccer. Where I, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I find as well with the tennis, the standards really high. I actually find it boring to watch now. I, I don't know what, it, what, what the game. Oh, is. That, that's me with baseball. I yeah. can't. I can't watch baseball. I love baseball. Yeah. Um. In fact, I mean, I was just recently playing it on Monday nights and all that. Like, awesome. I love baseball, but I cannot watch it. Yeah. At the highest level, it is so boring. <laughs> I like watching baseball, but it does take forever. You know, and you you, you kind of. I, I. I mean, I. I do like watching baseball, but it's the kind of thing I can do while I've got my work laptop out or something. You know what I mean? Like I, I sort of can do something else while it's on and then it usually picks up towards the end. Um, mm. There's something about baseball that, yeah, it, it, you can't, unless it's a huge game. Well, the problem is it's like, it, it's so, like the pitches are so good. Yeah. A lot of the time it's just three up, three down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Three batters come up, three batters go back and then the, the team switch and all that. And I'm like, again, as someone, you know, when you play baseball slightly lower, like, there's a lot more errors. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, shit gate wrong. Yeah. Uh, run rates a little bit higher because you know people are scoring a bit. You know, maybe they scored five in this innings. Like you just don't really have that in the high level professional baseball. It's much, 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 much rarer. Oh yeah, the you are right. The, the standard of pitching is incredible. So yeah. Now, Rich, you brought in some news about Wolverine, which lies. What, what, what what's happening? Oh, um, yeah, uh, I saw this news, I was like, must tell Davey. Um, so there's a rumour yeah. that um, uh, they, that uh, Wolverine mm. will not be in the X-Men reboots. Well, not initially. What? Anyway. This is such bullshit. Like... Um, now, can I, now, I was thinking about this. I, I, originally, I put in the news just to, you know... Annoy me. Upset you. Yeah. Um, and I did notice recently when I was looking at solicitations and all that, there's there's a fair bit of like the OG X Men, like yeah. books and covers. You mean like Beast, Dice Man, Jean Grey, yeah, Cyclops. Yeah, the original, yeah, the the original original. And then I thought to myself, you know what? It's not a bad idea if you okay if you want to make it a longer lasting property. Yeah. Maybe say, hey, let's start with the original five. We can make two or three movies. And then we can have something happen to them, and then we can bring in the new ones. Then we can bring in Wolverine, Colossus, Storm, sure. Nightcrawler. We can actually kind of follow the comics. So, yeah, let's, let's, you know, you can get two or three movies out of the original. We've got Cyclops, we've got Gene, Iceman, Angel, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, move on to the next X-Men, and then you've got Wolverine and, and so on and so on. Because 
I understand that. I mean, literally, you've just had Wolverine, right? Mm. Um, be like the main mm. character in literally, you know, what seven <laughs> X Men and Wolverine movies combined, or something like that. Mm. Um, like, and and again, Hugh Jackman is still such a beloved. I can understand them saying, "Listen, let's not rush to get a new Wolverine." Like, it's only going to draw comparisons. It's only going to be like hell to that. And why don't we just do an X Men, and then we can bring Wolverine in, like. A bit, uh, a bit later to then. I, I hear your point. It's not terrible, but didn't they do that with X Men First Class? Isn't that kind of what Fox did? When you think about it. You know. Um. Well, I mean, that's what they were trying to do, mm. but um, but it wasn't the original X Men. Well, it was. Who was it? I, I don't remember. It wasn't. I don't. If I remember correctly, I don't think there was a single original X Men in there. No, there I mean, was. They had... There was. There was Cyclops, and there was. No, um... no not in First Class. Wasn't there? There was oh, Beast. The only, one, sorry, the only one was Beast. Okay. I don't even remember, really, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because cause Jean Grey came in later. Was, yeah. Havoc, somehow, before Scott. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Beast. Um, and a whole uh, bunch of randoms. There's a lot of randoms. Like Yeah, again, so that I don't even really count that as... That was, see, but you see, the thing is, that movie is not really an X-Men movie. It's a um, Charles and uh, Eric movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you good point. Good. No, look, when you first said it, I, I read it differently. When you first said it, I thought I thought the rumor was they were never going to do Wolverine, but you're no. just saying that they're, they're starting before Wolverine, kind of thing. Yeah, well, it just was that he won't be part of the of the initial reboot. Well, I mean, oh, look, it's not a terrible idea, and maybe you could end it with Wolverine. You know, like oh, that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like a cliffhanger at the end kind of thing, you could. So you technically have him, but only at the super end, like reveal. Um, and that way, you make a good movie. You have these people, and I would think you you could think outside of just the original five or however many it was. I, I you know, but like the key is don't use Wolverine at first, and then tease him. Maybe have him in a Weapon X tank at the end or something. And that way, for the sequel, you can kind of bring him in. Because I don't think you want to wait too long, but I, I, I do think audiences could wait a movie, you know? Um, yeah, I, look, I, I, this is all... I, I, I def definitely one movie, and I mean, you could technically maybe introduce him or, 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 or tease him in the second movie and then have him come up in the third. Mm. You know where I'd use him? You know where I'd have him? I'd put him in Marvel um, Avengers Secret Wars. If they do a Secret Wars on Battleworld, like let's just, let's just say for the sake of argument, it is a Battleworld movie, I would have him there maybe as the only X-Men or one of two, you know? Because if you do a Secret Wars, you do kind of bits and pieces. From it, like, And have him there as like maybe even a time-displaced Wolverine or something, but I would probably have him there as a tease and then work him into the genuine X-Men movies. I would do something like that, I think, because I think that way it's kind of a special entrance, and you, I, I just feel you could do a lot with that. You can make it kind of a gladiator thing or something, and, you know, Battle World. I, I think there's a lot of lot of options. But I'm not... I, I don't hate your idea. I, like, what you're saying, if you seed him in and it takes him a movie, I, I don't think that's a terrible idea. And it kind of gives um, others a chance to shine too, you know? Yeah, well, that's what I said. I mean, we've never, ever, ever seen the original X-Men in, like, a movie. So, I mean, it would be a nice way to start it. And then, as I said, and then you can then you can bring in the, 
the Claremont X-Men, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can actually have something happen to those X-Men. Well, yeah. And like, then you bring yeah. the new X-Men. Well, I mean, Claremont had that really cool thing where they were all on the island and stuff, and then, um, you know, the new X-Men came and rescued them. Remember that? Like, That's my point. You could literally do something like that. That was cool. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I, I think that was actually a really good idea. Um, mind you, I do think Beast, when he's not blue, is really lame. So I, I wouldn't keep it all exactly the same as it was back in 1960. No, but you could, you could have him become the Beast. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd turn him blue in that first movie. Because, like, you know, I because do remember, he's always, he, he just, well, this is one thing they did get right. He was always trying to cure himself. Yeah. Uh, and then he made it worse, but then they retconned that to say, oh, no, no, it's his second mutation. I think because they didn't want to have him, mm. like, try and cure himself. You know what I mean? Like, be mutant and be proud kind of thing and all that. Mm. Um, but no, the original thing was he that happened to him. He got that blue fur because he tried to use an untested drug to cure his mutant ability really i didn't know that yeah okay actually original original uh story i believe okay cool uh now rich you kept the news going this week you have some hot rumors out of marvel and i reported this to chuck actually you had a reaction now tell us what your spies are telling you rich so i um even though i'm not reading that many comics i always i'm always checking out the solicitations yeah and it was brought to my attention that um in the december ones mm. There's quite a few um, books that are coming out by Marvel that are actually priced at six ninety nine and seven ninety nine. Jesus, ouch! Um, ouch! And I, as far as I can tell, these are not some sort of special oversized, yeah, double, you know, uh, uh, page books and all that. These are just kind of standard books. Wow. So uh, it was, I think it was like almost half of the books were like five ninety nine or six ninety nine. They were now. Which I wasn't sure of, and I went and I went and had a look, and I looked at the, the solicitations, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, there is quite a few, mm. um, and they're not that special kind of books either. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's some sort of like anniversary or special or something like that. But then, what I thought my, when I was watch when I was looking at this, I went to a few different uh, comic book websites because they all report on the solicitations, right? They all yeah. go, oh, here's this, you know, here's Marvel's, you know, solicitations. And not one of these websites discussed the pricing. Yeah, right. Which I found, I was like, wow, that is, it's bad that is odd. Did you not, do you just not look at it? Do you literally just take the files and upload them without actually even Maybe, maybe. And also looking? maybe some of them are in the pocket of Marvel not to draw attention to this. I know? mean, possibly, but I mean, good Lord. And, and that's US dollars, so you can imagine how much oh, it's going to cost so us. It's so ridiculous. Um, like, like it's, it's so overly expensive for 20 pages of crap. Like... It's just, you know what? For five dollars, I think it's five American dollars. You can get two hundred pages of manga. Mm, yeah, I don't get it, man. I, 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 I think that they've, they've literally said we don't want kids, we don't want new readers. Uh, we have just closed our doors on that stuff. We're only, we're just going to raise prices and squeeze the few people who are left, and just ride this into just a death spiral they're in they're it's not they're not heading towards a death spiral they're in one you know what i mean and they're just they're it's ridiculous like it's mm. it's it's I, I i know they'll talk about their trade sales their trade sales are probably reasonably healthy but these books are outrageously priced and by the way to give you an i was telling this to chuck who was just disgusted and i was saying 
Um, you know Phantom Stranger. I like Phantom Stranger. Mm. Uh, I'm not not a not a fucking like died in the wool, know everything. But but as a character, I like him, interested in him. They, there's that Phantom Stranger omnibus. Collects his stories from like the sixties all the way through the eighties. So it's a lot of content, you know. Um, but just like any other omnibus, like it's a reasonable size. It's not the biggest omnibus ever, but it's a reasonably sized one. I don't want to get it. I went into Kinnekanee to check out the uh, price tag. Two hundred and ninety-four dollars is the is the is the in in shop price, and I just put it down. I was like, "That's yeah, no." Like I'm just like I'm not a big enough fan of Phantom Stranger to pay those kind that kind of money. Like, and I, I assume if I went on Amazon, I could probably get it slightly cheaper. But even still, see that's outrageous too. Like to me, like because when we when we started collecting these omnibuses and all that, they were under two hundred bucks, man. They were like one hundred and sixty. 170 bucks, like yeah. brand spanking new. And now, Jesus Christ, I mean, they've. That, that, that's, yeah. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's pretty much like a double. It's almost a, a, a 50% increase, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, like, it's, it's nuts. Now, on, on Amazon, um, it is 220. Okay. Um, so mm. on, on Amazon, it's 220. But, but even still, like, and that's the price tag of many an omnibus in Kinekonia for, for oh, yeah. properties. Like, I just think that that is a really, really big price tag for what I think is a really niche book. I, I got oh, it. Yeah, I know. But, maybe, oh, yeah. but, but that also is probably why it's so expensive. Yeah. Because then not that many people are going to buy it. Only the, yeah, hardcore. like, hardcore collectors or hardcore Fan of Stranger fans, which again is still small either way. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're going to get as much money as possible. Like you literally, so two purchases have to literally equal a third purchase. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that can it can explain it is that oh no no we're not going to sell a lot of these, so we've got to jack it up. We've got to milk it for all it's worth. I I just think it's outrageous. I like and I and agree. I, I like my omnibuses, and I've certainly bought ones that have cost a bit at times, but. But I generally uh, look. My my track record is very good with them. I, I may have bought one or two over the years that I regretted. But but really, honestly, when I think of how many I've bought, that's not a big problem. But this, I was I was probably on, just on the fence anyway. And when I saw that that was over two hundred bucks, I was just like, and two hundred ninety four, almost three hundred bucks. I was like, fuck off. Like mm. I don't, you know, like. And I honestly feel just like with the with the um, you know, the the weeklies. They lose so many potential readers with that price because there would be people. If you put that at two hundred, I, I I honestly think, or one hundred and ninety, I reckon you'd get a lot of not casual because there's still hardcore people buying it, but you'd get a lot of people like me who are on the fence who have an interest in. You know, we love DC. You know what I mean? Like Rich, you and I, we love our DC, mm. um, and we love. We, we go beyond just Batman, Superman. You know what I mean? Like, so we like a lot of the fringe stuff as well. And I you know, I have an interest in it, but, you know, I don't have a $294 interest for, for, for a character that, I you know, is peripheral, yeah. you know? And I just feel if they'd put... If well, they'd me, who I, I, I actually like probably Phantom Stranger more than you. I'm sure, yeah. And I wouldn't buy it for no, that I, price. I, like, think, I think it's nuts. I, I really think it's nuts. And... And it's a shame too because it, it just tells me that they they're not getting the message at all. Like they're just they're almost like I I, I do believe. I, by the way, I, I'm not dissing Kinnikaneo because these are prices that come from the publisher as well. Like uh, Kinnikaneo, by the way, have a fantastic. 
they've reformatted their DC graphic novel uh, and omnibuses line and stuff. What's in store? I was really impressed. They've they've really refitted it over the last I would say probably last couple of months and there's a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff in there like on the shelf that you know like a lot of good eye candy um someone has they had a uh, you know a new buyer or something and and they've yeah they, there's a lot of good stuff in there so I'm not dissing them but I'm just saying the price tags of stuff that these publishers are putting out I think some of them really need to to, to think about what they're doing um, yeah and again, it can be cheaper on Amazon because again Amazon don't really have any overhead yeah True. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. Anyway, so I'm pretty sure Jeff owns the fact. You know, I'm sure he owns the the lot and the factory and the yeah and the property that he puts his factories on. So yeah, he ain't paying rent anyway. No, definitely. Um, a Smallville season six uh, finished it last night. Rich loved it, and at the end of season six, Bizarro turned up. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that. that was a big surprise. He, I'm I'm such an idiot, by the way. Like Clark split in two. And it was like the evilish kind of Clark and the normal Clark. And he's like, who are you? And he goes, I'm you. Just more bizarre. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm such an idiot. I was like, oh, that's an interesting <laughs> choice of I was like, that's an interesting choice. My, my brain literally said, that's an interesting choice of words. And thought nothing more of it. And then he flew oh, yeah. away. And he then turned into, you know, the bizarro face. And I was like, oh, bizarro. And they were like... <laughs> <laughs> to be continued, Bizarro returns or something, and I was like, "Dave, you read all this Superman when someone when Superman he splits and he goes, I'm you, just a bit more bizarre.'" And I did clue onto it at all. I was like, "I was like, wow, what an interesting choice of words to say you're more bizarre than someone. Like, why would you say that?" And then yeah, and I was like, yeah, "The penny dropped." You were like, "Got it." I would have needed, you know, what I would have needed. I would have needed him to have the sign saying number one, and then I would have got it. I would have been like, oh, that's bizarro. I would have been like, oh, that's bizarro. I know that. It's bizarro. Yeah. He doesn't need to turn, like, blue or grey or whatever. I've got it. I had no idea. Now, anyway, so can I say this? I really enjoyed season six. Um, The Lex Lana marriage storyline. I didn't see this coming. Um, It was much darker than I expected um, the show to go. I I really think the show really grows up, you know? I think six was the last great season i think right. seven was okay and then pretty much i if i remember correctly i pretty much drops off after that okay well i really enjoyed it i thought it was a great season um well, i shouldn't say drops off i just mean it's like the just declines to the point where you're like okay the show is now unrecognizable to me yeah yeah um it made me th- and, and lex really turns evil in season six you know like this <clears> is the season where he really ramps up the evilness um, which took a while to come, frankly. I mean, he, you know, for a long time, he was quite sympathetic, even though he was doing some crazy bad stuff. He was also quite sympathetic. They really, I think they took a lot of chances in that season. Doing the Lex Lana marriage, I didn't see that coming, you know. Mm. Um, I liked the episode. I liked the guy who played Jimmy Olsen, actually, um, who's the brother. Oh, that's, that's Iceman. No, it's his brother. He's got an identical twin brother. Oh, does he? Yes. So that's he. Yes, that's the brother of Iceman, basically, who's also an actor. Oh, who, and enough. they're identical twins. So yeah, well, I, they're definitely identical because I couldn't tell them apart. I didn't no, know there was two of them. Well, neither did I till I, I googled it, and because um, I'm like, I know this guy, I know this guy, and then I googled, it and I was like, oh right, okay, he's the brother. Um, I liked the episode 
they do as a tribute to sort of film noir, and a lot of it's in black and white. Um, it's a, like a Jimmy centric episode, and like he basically gets hit on the head, and he has a dream where, oh. you know, it's all. I, mean, I, um, I don't know if I should give you a spoiler or not. You can give me a spoiler. I don't care. Like, go. That's that's not that's not actually the Jimmy Olsen. Oh really? Really? Mm. Mm. Oh, I thought it was. No. Oh, what? It's just a guy called Jimmy. So. He keeps saying Jimmy Olsen uh, all the time. Okay so, this is, okay, so this is how I say the show got really bad. Yeah. At the end. So, um, it's his younger brother, also named Jimmy, who becomes Jimmy, who is the Jimmy Olsen that, oh, really? that is the, the, the Superman's best friend, oh, uh, best pal kind of thing and all that. So, oh. uh, you, you'll see when you get there, but that's not actually the Jimmy. Oh, that's a shame because I liked, I liked this actor playing him. I thought he was good, you know? Like, honestly, mm. I, 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 um, oh, well, that's not that big a spoiler, but, um, anyway, so yeah, I, and also it made me think, did you watch Lois and Clark to the very end? Uh, you know, when it was on, cause I watched I, it. I did, I've watched it all, but don't ask me to remember exactly. Well, there's just this one scene. So I was the biggest fan of Lois and Clark, but I must admit after they got married, I only stayed with them for, well, I mean, the show didn't last that long after they got married, actually. They, no. They, they, but I dropped off it, and then I was at a friend's house, and this was after the show was off the air, and it was daytime TV, and they were playing it, and it must have been almost the final episode, and it was Lex Luthor, whose face was all burned and scarred, and, like, he was... You know that guy who played Lex? He was so good. Mm. And it was like Lex... He was just... He just lost everything, and he was down in the sewers, and he... And, and I think Lois says, haven't you lost enough, Lex? And I, I was haunted by it. I was like, oh, my God, this is what happened to Lex Luthor in this show. Like, he lost everything. And I thought as a scene, it was it was a great scene. It's always stayed with me. Even when I'm writing, I think of that scene. I think it was such a powerful scene. Like, the show was, as they say, jumped a shark or whatever. Like, it was, it was done. It was cooked. But that was an incredible scene. Do you remember that happening at the very end of Lois and Clark with Lex? Something happened to his face. He was burnt, you know, like skin. Yeah, but vaguely. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting, I thought. Um, unfortunately, the show sort of got cancelled. You're talking about that played Lex. He also played the, the wasn't Professor X, but the, remember that the TV show Mutant X? I do, yeah. He was in it, yeah. He was like the Xavier of that uh, show. Yeah, I, I remember the show. I didn't really watch it, but I, he was in it, yeah. He was a good actor, that guy, I thought. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he was an excellent Lex Luthor, actually. Um, anyway, so Smallville, fantastic. Now, Rich, apparently Wonder Woman has a daughter. Um, I know what the fuck's going. What what am I missing these days? Like honestly, is this a new thing that Tom King's just written, or is this a daughter? Like I don't remember her ever having a daughter. No, I put this in because again, I was looking at solicitations, I was looking at stuff, and then I found this thing saying that Wonder Woman's daughter is getting her own one-shot comic in 2024, and then I did put there, sadly written by Tom King. But my question is, when did Wonder Woman have a child, and who is the father? (laughs) Well, and I think her name is Trinity, I want to say. Right, of course it is. If, if I remember correctly, and I was like, okay, that's a bit on the She wanted to name herself after the fucking union of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman that they created, like, in the early 2000s. She's like, I need to be named that. You know, she's like, yeah. I need to be named after a marketing initiative. <laughs> Why didn't she call herself Crisis on Infinite Earths? 
<laughs> She's like, I need what, what's a marketing initiative? And someone's like, War of the Gods, no. Trinity. Yeah, remember when we marketed all three of you together? And mm. they're like, oh, what a great name. It, 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 it impacted Wonder Woman so much. She has such fond memories. She named her daughter Trinity. <laughs> yeah, she just loved it. Well, she loved to be included in the three, you know, and it was like, and I like it too, but like not enough that we go, we have to name our child Trinity. Um, mm. Yeah, because when, when I think of my baby, I like to think of Batman and Superman. <laughs> like as if they both. Oh, maybe, hey, to be fair, maybe Wonder Woman does. Well, didn't she? Actually, I'm remembering now. She had a she had a proper relationship with Superman in the New Fifty Two. In New Fifty Two, yeah, which they, they have reckoned out. But they banged, man. She may be impregnated in a previous um, alternate reality. Mm, yeah, but she yeah, well, she banged the dead one. But what I'm trying to say is, like, there's two options here. Okay, one is she had a kid. She had to have known she had a kid. She's not like a guy who just doesn't know. So she had a child and... I mean, had, I'm going to have to assume that it's, it's, it's Steve Trevor's, though. I mean, I'd have to assume that. Okay, but here's my point. It's one of two options. She has a kid. Okay, let's say Steve Trevor. And, and then... But she gives a child to be raised by the Amazons. I mean, that's why we've never heard of it. Or it's an alternate reality, which I think is actually a fairly big chance, an alternate reality Wonder Woman child who's come to this earth. I, I think that's actually... A uh, again, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Well, I just don't think they have much balls, man, like at the end of the day. You know, like, and also, would Wonder Woman really give her child away? Is is that really Wonder Woman? I don't think so, you know? It makes more sense that it's it's from a different Earth, I think. And she's, you know, she's... Well, a, again, it, it's not a kid. It's a, like a full-grown fucking... I, no, I know. So. I understand that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, either... She gave the child as an infant to the Amazons who've raised her and trained this, you know, child. Well, also, I'd have to say in secret. In secret. For tw- but, but Wonder Woman would have had to have known. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, she would have. But this is, well, again, it's Tom King writing. So it's very well that she had this kid like 18 years ago and kept it a secret. Here we go. What's this shit? Superman and Wonder Woman's son is named Hunter Prince. Did they have a son somewhere? Did Superman... Yeah, in Justice League 26, Superman and Wonder Woman had a son called Hunter Prince, apparently. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I've not heard of that. Have you? Nope. I don't know, man. This, this, it, like the, the other problem I have is that Tom King, who loves fucking with things, you know? Like... Doesn't he? Like, let's face it. Yeah, Hunter Prince is the son of Wonder Woman from an alternate timeline. Okay, well... Yeah, it's always going to be alternate with this shit. But I, I think there's every chance that this is... Oh, my God, he looks really bad as well. I'm just looking at the picture of Hunter <laughs> Prince. It's really, it, no, it's actually really bad. Like, it looks almost like... Imagine Hulk, but with human skin. You know, like Hulk, but with, you know, just normal <laughs> Caucasian skin. It's terrible. Um, it's like someone just didn't even try. Someone's just like, I'm just not going to try. And he's dressed in like, <laughs> oh, it's even I'm worse. Giving, I'm giving the bare minimum. It is the bare minimum. He's got like um, sort of like Greco-Roman, like not the Greco-Romans war. Imagine if you had they they had gauntlets put down the whole leg, sort of like a suit of armour but a bit more Greek looking on the legs and he's got the bracelets on and he's got like a T-shirt on with a Wonder Woman symbol and it's just like, yeah, no thanks. 
Um, mm. Yeah, whoever drew that put in about, I'd say, two minutes of thought um, into that one. Um, yeah, but, yeah, and, like, just what the world wanted, though, man, like a fully grown uh, child who's going to get her own book as well. Like, of course she is. You know, like, yeah, definitely. I can I could see how this couldn't, um, you know. I'd almost, like, you know what I would do if, if I was fucking keen enough? Because I would do the alternate and I would put it into a team. I put it into a, a team book straight away. And it doesn't need but to I mean, be team title. Uh, but good God, I mean, how many Wonder Woman do we need now? And this is why I say where you where you dilute mm. your brand and all that. They uh, currently right now they they've been obviously pushing Wonder Woman. They've been pushing Nubia. They've yeah. been pushing the new Wonder Girl, right? right? right. Uh, but yet somehow they've forgotten all about Cassie and all of this. And now all of a sudden we're going to be getting like a new Wonder Chick. Who's mm. And it's like, good Lord, like how many. Like, how many Wonder Woman-esque characters do we need running around at the same time? Don't forget Brazilian Wonder Woman. That was a big thing. No, that's Wonder Girl. That's the one who they call it Wonder Girl now. Okay. What do they? Yeah, I don't call her that. I call her Brazilian Wonder Woman. Um, am I the only one who just constantly thinks, does she have a Brazilian? You know? I just, I, I can't. Yeah, I actually, you know what? Probably because I didn't even fucking think of that. I, I just, that wasn't even my head now until you said it. Now, well, now that I've said it, like, it's hard to unthink it. You know what I mean? Um, yes, thanks, Dave. No problems. Is Nubia sort of plump or is that someone else I'm thinking of? Is, is, yeah, you're probably thinking of someone else. Okay, because I remember Nubia was a thing. It's almost like they date and they get really excited for like five minutes and they just date the next person. Like they were super excited about Nubia for like five seconds about a year and a half ago. Remember, we couldn't get enough Nubia. Um, and, and do you remember that woman who was like, I just love Nubia. I used to read her all the time. And everyone's like, well, there's only been like two appearances ever. So, you know, mm-hmm. how much Nubia did she read? Just those two issues again and again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and again, like they've already made Nubia like the queen of the Amazons. And you're like, she's sure, sure. like, yeah. I don't waste any time. Man. There's no build up with these people. It's just like <laughs> instant gratification for all our new characters. But, but also like a massive lack of good stories. <laughs> Like, like, wow! What uh, are the best Nubia stories? Like, well, she's in stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like one of the, it's like that thing where you're like, um, we're gonna make her, you know, we're gonna kill her politics, we're gonna make her people will care, and the people go, I don't know who she is, bro. Yeah. Like, why would I care? You've just yeah. re-earthed this character, and you and you make out like I'm supposed to have known about her all this time and care that she's now. Yeah. The, the queen, it's like, Jesus, like, have you heard of, like, building up to something? Yeah, I know. They, they just ignore it. Like, they, they ignore the fundamentals of storytelling basically all the time. Um, all I'm saying is, fuck Tom King. Um, and I'm sure that this, you know, this character may have some legs. It's probably not the worst idea in the world. Uh, sort of to build, like, a Wonder Woman kind of, like, little army. Of yeah, Wonder but I mean, I, I kind of feel like their go-to now is, like, just give him a kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, Superman's got a kid now, Batman's had a kid for a while, now all of a sudden Wonder Woman has to have a kid, and you're like, are you that bankrupt of ideas? Like, there's just nothing you can... Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, they are, though. You know, that's the other thing. But yes, they are. And what I hate, in a way... Hey, Timmy, is that well well still all right? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I think, though, is a waste? I, I, I understand. Just like when someone comes on Batman, they want to create their own characters, so they have their own little piece of, like, fucking content IP that they've created in the Batman universe and they hope that one day those characters get used. 
you know, but like... Oh, that's definitely Tom King. That's Tom King, yeah. Like, it's he's got to create this fucking person. Like, has this character ever been in anything? Like, or is this all new? I have no idea. I mean, she must have popped up before now. I'm trying to find... who Because the way that I was reading the thing, it's like people know about her, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know about her, but I mean, that uh, doesn't say much since I'm no. not reading anything. The only Wonder Woman I've read recently is um, a Trinity. IGN revealed on Friday that DC is introducing Trinity, Wonder Woman's daughter, in the upcoming anniversary issue Wonder Woman 800. She is created by writer Tom King and artist Daniel Sampour, who are taking over the monthly... Of course, he is writing Wonder Woman. I forgot about it. I literally forgot about so it. So it sounds like she is new. It's, yes. Yeah. No. So it looks like they have already greenlit... Yeah. A comic for in 2024, and she hasn't even come out yet. No, she hasn't. So, she... You're writing a news article about a character that no one has no idea about. Why would they be excited about that? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, so Wonder Woman 800 um, is going to be an oversized issue, and readers were introduced to Trinity, working alongside Damian Wayne's Batman and John Kent's Superman 20 years in the future. Oh, I see. Right. So they've done a... In the issue... Here we go. We're getting some details here. In the issue, Trinity, whose real name is Lizzie, enters a magic cave and faces three trials alongside her fellow future heroes. While details surrounding the character's father and history of the DC Universe remain unknown, King has promised that Trinity has an important place in his and Sam Pez's current Wonder Woman series. And now DC Comics has announced that Trinity's story will continue in Trinity Special Number 1. Blah, blah, blah. Um... This special will reprint the hero's first appearance in Wonder Woman 800 while featuring new tales revealing Trinity's rise as a hero as well as a story about being babysat by the DC super sons, John and Damien. Jesus. Okay. you remember when they used to ha- have a character come out and then if the character was popular, they would <laughs> like they would um, do, uh, do a mini-series or something like that? But also, though, when you read that, it's it's like... It was in the future, so is she a child now? That you know, in Wonder Woman eight hundred, good question. Good question in Wonder Woman eight hundred, it was in the future, twenty years in the future, and she's about twenty. In that, so she could potentially be an infant now if she's being babysat. By or maybe right now, Wonder Woman's pregnant doesn't even know about it. Oh, she's got a bun in the oven. Mm-hmm. I I would love if it was like Batman, and he's just like fucking hammer to one night and you know it's just like one night of passion he's actually well, that's kind of the way it was going in uh, the pre-52 i'd actually be awful i mean those two were heavily getting into each other in the in 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 the comics before new 52 i i, I like which i think it. was started kind of by morrison when oh. he was doing like the justice league stuff and all that and, sure. and from like those from that justice league era they seem to be pretty much like will they won't be oh definitely in joe kelly's run there's a bit of flotation between the two of them um mm. i don't think it's consummated at least definitely no no no, no. it was always that like um detention you know what i mean it was always that like yeah. oh my god are they gonna finally get it on are they gonna finally you know admit it and all that which i don't think they ever did well, it would be, actually, now I'm starting to feel it. Um, as usual, I've gone back to Batman. If Batman's a father, I'd be all for it. Like, and... Well, the, I, when I saw her, I think she definitely had either light brown hair or, like, ginger hair. Okay. Wally West. Now that that might, that might uh, and again, if it is a bit more blondish hair, I'm going to say it's Steve Trevor. Or Wally West, if it's ginger. 
<laughs> Wally West. No, I don't think it was Ginger because I think they wouldn't want it to make, look look like Artemis, I would imagine. So Wally West, think, you... but it was definitely light hair. It was very like either dirty blonde or or. No, yeah, I'm looking brown. at it. I'm looking at it. It's 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 hard to tell with the colorization because it's not fantastic, but it's the art isn't great on their hair. Um, it's it's light brown basically, I guess, or mm. dirty blonde. I guess it's hard to tell. It's pretty bad. Which either way is making me go. It's probably Steve Trevor. What a boring choice. What a boring fucking choice. Like, at least make it Superman, you know? Although, I guess he can't because he's married. It would be a stain on his legacy. Or, unless it was a kid from when they were together in the New 52 and somehow that child traversed. The- that has been kind of, that's been reckoned out now. Yeah, but dude, it all happened. Yeah, I suppose you can say alternate timeline, but I'm just saying they have reckoned that out. But in hyper time, everything happened. You know what I mean? Like, everything happened. You know how they say, uh, every single comic you ever read happened somewhere in mm. Hypertime. Yeah. Think about that, man. No, I'm okay. Well, I really wanted to be Batman, but I'm looking at this picture and I'm not seeing dark hair. I, I'm not seeing anything telling me this is Batman. So even myself, I'm thinking it's probably not Batman. I, who, you who, know, it's such a shame because um, Steve Trevor is actually one of the few partners... That could, I feel that could have really carried his own comic. Because he's a government agent guy, you could have had really? him... Steve like, Trevor? No, I mean, no. Steve Trevor could have actually... Jesus. He could have carried his own book because he's a, 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 a government agent. Like, it doesn't matter like what what you want to put it into, whether it be a checkmate or Argus yeah, yeah. or whatever. I feel like... He could have, they could have used him. Let's say you want to beef up the character, right? Yeah. Make people go, why the fuck does Wonder Woman like Steve Trevor? I mean, we all know why, you know, Lois Lane is awesome because she's a fucking reporter and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And, you know, but but Steve Trevor always has been sort of the backseat. He's never really, oh, totally, yeah. you know what I mean? He's never really had that sort of moment in, in really the Wonder Woman. So I was almost like, you could have actually given him his own book because he's the only character that makes sense to do that. Where you could put him in Argus or again, um, um, uh, uh, checkmate or whatever, mm. where he's you know action, like, and then people go, oh okay, I get it. Yeah. Like he's a pretty badass, he's a pretty cool dude. Like, mm. but they've never done that. <laughs> just, just going like, yeah, whatever. He's there. Yeah, yeah. He's always been a sort of sideline character. Uh, you know, like I, it almost feels like he's had less to do in the last 25 years. I know he's had little appearances here and there, but, you know, he's not as fundamental to her. No, but that's the point. Like, Lois Land has done way more. Oh, he's more. He's more. Like, than, than what Trevor, Steve Trevor's got to do in the Wonder Woman books. In fact, most most Wonder Woman writers forget that he even exists. I was going to say that. I mean, you, I think you could read multiple runs where he's barely in it, if at all. Like, you know, honestly, one of my favourite Wonder Woman runs, Greg Rucker, I'm not sure how much he used Steve Trevor, if at all. Like, yeah, he may, like yeah. I feel like you could have done something with a character that just didn't involve Wonder Woman, like because of his military background. Yeah, but it's never going to happen. Um, oh God, no, no, no! It's never going to happen now. I was talking about this should have happened like years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember when Gal Simone was writing, also a pretty decent run. There was a character called Nemesis who was pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nemesis is cool. Yeah, yeah he was. He's, cool he's, he's popped in on uh, Wonder Woman books on Suicide Squad and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, he was he was cool. So we'll watch this space on Wonder Woman's daughter. Uh, you know, um, 
you know, I mean, she's being babysat by John and Damien. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, wow. Gee, that's worth $8 (laughs) US. Hang on, hang on, hang on. DC haven't, as far as I know. No, I I know. But they probably. Up their comics yet. Yeah, they're probably not going to be far behind. Uh, Loki Season 2 has been released. I'm not sure if it's week by week or if it's all come out at once. Probably week by week. No, it'll be week by week. Um. I think Got to keep that subscriptions active. I think it only had a... No, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it only had a 61 on Metacritic, though, I think, season two. And and um, so it was it was down a, a long way on the original because the original was was in the 70s. Um, yeah, but season two, down at 61. So, and is our favourite, um, you know, uh, what the fuck's his name? Kang actor, you know, the guy who's facing charges. Is he in Loki season two? You know the guy, I mean, yes. Jonathan Majors or something. Um, those charges aren't going away, but it's still all under dispute. I was doing a deep dive on it the other day. Apparently, the news was that um, there's not. Uh, what can I say? How can I say this? There's not. Um, uh, there's going to be no uh, consequence to the uh, next movie. So whatever the next movie is. Um, that he's going to be in. There's like the new Avengers movie. Apparently, wow, good thing they haven't really planned any of this shit, eh? No, no. What I'm <laughs> saying, what what I'm saying is like they've shot the movie, and regardless of whatever happens with him, it, all his stuff's in the can. So there's a, supposedly there's no. So it's got a 65 on Metacritic. I just found it. Well, if he's if he's uh, found guilty, they're gonna have to reshoot all that with another actor, aren't they? No, they're not. That's what I'm saying. Like apparently not. Oh, a- apparently, interesting. Apparently not. Apparently the it's locked down. That that's the reports that came out. I believe that if you will, but that was picked up by major all the major outlets that supposedly just like Loki, it's it's all in the can. It's all done. Um, Whatever happens, they've they've got it all. Um, yeah, but he's not getting fired, not getting replaced. Uh, didn't didn't the uh, Rick and Morty guy? He's he's lost his job. He's no longer voicing the characters. Correct. Look, I'm not saying that he won't get replaced after these two things, but apparently for for Loki season two and for this, I forget. Oh, what. I don't know. Didn't okay. I know it's not Marvel, but I mean, didn't uh, didn't Snyder uh, completely? Re- reshoot in CGI in a different actor to replace an, uh, another actor that got done in for something? I have no idea, man. But I'm, I'm, all I'm doing is reporting the news, dude. Like, um, that's... No, no, I'm just asking questions, Steph. I'm well, testing how deep a dive you've done. You've been this world-class reporter. <laughs> well, I've reported it. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? I'm, I'm saying right now, here's the breaking fucking news, okay? Like, Pay attention, listeners. I, I, I feel like I'm not getting all the facts here. Yeah, you are getting all the facts. Here are the facts <laughs> as, as they fucking stand. Loki Season 2 is not getting changed. It is locked, regardless of what happens to this guy. Is his name Jonathan Majors? I want to say his name's Jonathan Something Majors. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I keep wanting to say Lee Majors, but that's the $6 million man. Um, and <laughs> who I fucking wish was in this movie instead of him. But anyway, but he's pretty old. We've established that in previous conversations. Now... Also, there is an Avengers movie called The Kang Dynasty. I'm pretty confident that's what it's called. I reckon I've just stumbled on the fucking truth. Avengers Kang Dynasty is not affected by the by this arrest. That was the news that came. Because they haven't filmed anything. No, they have apparently. That's what I'm trying to say. That you, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Okay, I found the news. I've, oh, whoa. 
whoa, whoa, there's a lot of conflicting information. Yeah, I told you. Things may have changed since I read the news two days ago. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, firstly, my... (laughs) Firstly, let's retract my previous statement that it's all been filmed. So it turns out that that's not the case. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm no longer... Yeah, so- this is why I asked the questions, Dave. <laughs> I'm no longer so confident in what I was saying. Okay, what I am confident is Loki Season 2 is unaffected. So that is in the yes, camp. That is for sure because I've seen the trailers and yeah. he's in the trailers. So, yes, that is, okay. that's done. We've got that. All right. Um, now, there's all this shit about uh, – I found this website. Now, the website is bgr.com. I'm not sure how reliable they are, but they claim to have found plot summaries of Avengers Kang Dynasty. So let's do a deep dive here. Um, if you don't want to know anything about the Kang Dynasty or Avengers – Secret Wars this early, now would be a good time to stop reading. Fuck that, we want to read. Um, the Avengers King Dynasty will see a newly formed Avengers team that has been taking shape over the multiverse saga battle, the Council of Kangs from the Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania mid-credits scene, and ultimately lose. Remember that scene, Rich, where there are all those Kangs in that arena going fucking nuts? Remember that? Going apeshit, yeah. Yep, okay. I was like, what the hell's wrong with Kang? Like, why the fuck are these guys, like, demented like apes um anyway in avengers secret wars oh this is great um the the time variance authority will send out a group of multiversal avengers led by toby Maguire's spider-man hugh jackman's wolverine oh this is fake and ryan reynolds deadpool to save the avengers of earth 616 to defeat the council of kings that's bullshit i i don't believe that at all like, why would it only be, like like if it was one or two of them? But why would it only be them? Why, as if they wouldn't have all their fucking current people, you know, as well? Like, yeah, some of these people with these fucking sides annoy me. And the other, all the other stuff is just crazy. all this leak shit is fan fiction, man. Yeah, it's just pure fan fiction. So, okay, but what we have established from that is that Avengers: King Dynasty has not filmed. So I am now a lot less confident in my claims that there'll be no impact. Because if the guy's jailed, there's going to be an impact. No, no, that's what I said. I don't ever remember them saying that they've started any filming or whatever on on that movie. Sounds like you're correct. How's it feel to be right, Rich? Again, that's that's my natural state. I got a bit excited and I started (laughs) making up news. But that's why you have me here, Dave, to keep you in check and ask you those hard-hitting questions. I didn't want to hear it. Make you dive deeper. (laughs) Search deeper, Dave. I was really excited to be reporting what I thought was breaking news, and it turns out I was just wrong. Um, Anyway, Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda, says AI recreations of her dad are personal disturbing. These recreations are a horrendous Frankensteinian monster cobbled together from the worst bits of everything this industry is. I totally agree. I think it's really useful. I have a question because I, I, I don't know the story. Okay. What did they what what have they done? What have they used them in? I have no idea, Richard. Like what am I supposed to know everything? Like well, I'm she sorry, I, I mean I would think that if she's complaining about okay, I'm that, I mean, what have they used them in? I don't know, man. Maybe fucking in Disneyland or something. I don't know. Like okay. Again, I, it's just very interesting. I've not seen anything that I'm Googling a man, I'm Googling okay, it's use of AI to recreate his voice. So a technology's been created that's using his voice, okay? For what? 
I don't know. I'm recreating the sound of her voice. It, she doesn't say. Uh, mm. This isn't <laughs> theoretical. It's very, very real. I've already heard of AI. It's real. They did it in Star Wars this already is... for, for Luke Skywalker. Okay, I'm just reading the news here. I've already, this is her saying this, I've already heard AI used to get his voice, in quotes, to say whatever people want. And while I find it personally disturbing, the ramifications go far beyond my own feelings. Wow. So, yeah, she's heard it, man. This is it. She's heard it, dude. She's heard footage. Okay. Of, Robin's, okay, I still want to know, okay. know of what. Well, would you like to hear? Because I've got the information, Richard, because yes, it I turns like out to fucking I'd Lois. I'd like to know all the facts, Dave. Lois, I want them all. Is, Lois is all over it tonight. Robin's no, voice, so. Robin's voice is set to appear in a new Disney short, Once Upon a Studio, in the role of his Aladdin character, Genie. Josh Gad, the voice of Olaf in Disney's Frozen, has confirmed the short user's previously unheard dialogue, uh, recorded by Williams prior to his death and used with the consent of his estate. So that's not it. It's disappointing. Um, I don't know. She's heard it. She's heard it, man. That's all I can say. I just want to know what she's heard. That's all I'm, I'm trying to figure out. What have you well, heard? We, we, we don't have an answer for that question. Again, if, if, okay, hang on a second. So <laughs> what, because no, no, because here's the thing, like before I get all outraged and all that, this is why I, I, I get annoyed with people. People get like outraged and shit before I'm they outraged. get all the facts. I'm right? outraged. I'm outraged. If they've got a pre-recording of him. Yes. Right, uh, that's unused. And what they're doing is they're using AI to touch it up because maybe you know it was takes that yeah at the time would then I'm not seeing an issue with it because one, it's work that he did for them, and yes, he's passed, and maybe they want to use it for whatever reason. If they are complain, if they are creating something from scratch, mm. then obviously okay, that's a little bit different. Because now you are, are, are creating something from scratch. Well, that, well that that's never... exactly where it's going to go. Like, that's exactly where it will go. You know? but, it's not, but, yeah, but everyone bitching and moaning about it is not going to stop it. This is why you never try and stop something, Dave. You try and create rules and regulations for it. Yeah. Because if you don't do the rules and regulations, that's when you get into the, into the, the, the thing where someone tries to sue or whatever, and then the courts go, well, there's no rules in place for this shit. Sure. Yeah. Right, so instead of people bitching and moaning, what you need to do is you need to get your representatives or whatever to start legislating what you know businesses can and can't do with this AI technology. Right, like there, uh, my my brain would go, okay, well, if you already have work, if they've recorded something and you're just touching it up, uh, right, because maybe you need to change a line here or change there, but again, they're not available or they've passed away you are within your rights to do it because you own that recording. Mm. But you cannot completely make something from scratch. So if they didn't record something for you and you just go, oh, well, we're going to use their voice to then say these, this you know, fucking script that we've written, no, that's not acceptable because you've not either paid the person, you're not, you know, mm. uh, got permission, whatever, whatever. Like, these are the rules that people need to start doing now. Well, I believe that's a large part of what... Um the strikes are over too. Like the actor strikes are all about that kind of stuff. But that's a large part of why they're striking is its use of AI. That's one of the key parts of the whole thing. It's not the only yeah, part. But they've, already, they've already said, that, and which is good, that AI cannot be copyrighted. Yeah. So any of these places that want to use AI art, 
to create stuff, go ahead. You can't copyright it. That means anyone can then use your AI image and art themselves, and they can't get any trouble for it. Fantastic. Yeah, well, we'll see. So, again, but that's what I'm saying. That's why you've got to put these in place, because now they'll be like, well, there's no point in us using AI because we can't copyright it. Yeah, true. See? Um, Put the rules in place. Tom Hanks has also come out and warned fans that his likeness is being used in an ad to promote a dental plan. Uh, so an AI kind of image of him doing that. He said he didn't authorise it. So, uh, I, I find that... Mm, can I just say I find that really hard to believe? Okay. Unless that company is so fucking stupid <laughs> that they said we're going to do it. Okay, possible. Mm. Sure. I Maybe he signed something that he's forgotten. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he signed a thing saying he whatever. Because again, I'm sure these guys fucking signed for a lot of shit. Mm. And like agreed to a lot of crap, you know. Um, but, you know, Tom Hanks, we're not all as lucky to have their brother come in and fill in and do voice work for them when they can't do it themselves. What do you mean by that? Oh, so his brother has actually done uh, the voice of Woody on a number of things in place of Tom Hanks. Right, okay. Yeah. Throws his brother a bone kind of thing. Yeah. So, hey, like, they're doing this game or they're doing this or they need some extra work. Pfft, go, go. You, you, you sound like me. Go. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Film another movie. <laughs> well, I guess it's it, it's handing some work to his brother as well. You know? Yeah, but I'm just saying. Like, I mean, okay. So when it was your brother, it was fine. <laughs> like for him to imitate your voice. Yeah, but he's probably make gonna, it sound like it was but, you. But he's I'm just he's, saying, he's like, approving it. He's approving of that. He's he's saying fine. I do understand it. that, but that's what I'm saying. This is why we need to hammer out the rules of what's acceptable and what's not. Well, it's acceptable if, for him to say. My brother's going to do it. But again, if he's unknowingly said, I will fucking be in this ad or whatever, mm. and then now they're putting you in the ad, maybe yeah. they've been trying to get hold of you and say, listen, you fucking, we've been trying to get you to film this shit. You, you agreed to do the ad, so we just fucking AI'd you in. <laughs> are you working I'm for just... Are you working for the for the AI, Rich? It seems like you're spruiking them. It seems like you're working for the machine. Are you working for um Skynet? Oh, no, I'm just not a I'm not a fanatic, Dave. I don't I don't get into camps and corners, and I try and see things from both sides and multiple sides. I try not to just see it from one side. I don't go, oh AI scary, oh keep it away from me, and I don't go, oh someone said this, so it must be the truth. Yeah. No one would ever lie. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could be lying, but why would the fuck would he lie about it? Like, why? I mean, well, if hey, don't forget, you know, Tomix is getting old, man. Yeah, he's old. He could also, you know, maybe he's forgetting forgetful, shit. Forgetful, I guess. Yeah, maybe his lawyer comes home after he says this thing. He goes, like, uh, "Tom, you actually signed saying that it's fine." Oh fuck, did I? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I'm I, just saying. Yeah, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying I'd like. I want to know more before I form an actual, like, yeah, that is fucking wrong. How dare they? Like, You're really getting into the nuts and bolts of the news today. It's good, actually. And by the way, can I just say, AI can actually be a fantastic benefit. This sounds like... It can actually be a fantastic tool if we regulate it and use it properly. And I do not want to see people with their fucking pitchforks. (laughs) Like, no, ruin something that could actually be, like, a benefit. Yeah. Well, right? yeah. like AI could be a benefit if used correctly and properly. It's going to wipe out a lot of jobs. That's what it's going to do. That's Mate, everything comes along and wipes out jobs, man. Sure. There's no fucking checkout people anymore True. because they've put in self-automated fucking checkouts. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, you can't bitch and moan about, like, progression and people losing their jobs. That has happened throughout history. Sure. True. True. No, it's true. 
We'll see what happens, man. Um, yeah. I, Is it I, sucky? Yes. I don't want to lose my job, but also at the same time, I'm like, you can't also stop progress. I mean... One thing I do think in terms of creatively, though, I, I do think its use needs to be limited and regulated very strongly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that I do agree with you on. Although, am I talking to an AI today, Rich? Because this is, is this AI Rich? Because you are, you sound like you, you, you're, you're representing the AI party in the parliament or something, Rich. You Mate, know? I'm such a good AI here that I've built, I'm not even going to admit to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, <laughs> we've got some news about... You know more about Detective Pikachu than me. I know fucking nothing. Um, what's going on, Rich? A new game's coming out. Um, Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new Detective Pikachu. A new Switch uh, game comes out this Switch week, game, yeah. along with a special Pokemon Go event. Is there still a thing, Pokemon Go? Where players yeah, 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 yeah. It's still, still a thing, buddy can catch their own Detective Pikachu for their game. It was like a thing, like, it feels like this is like three years ago. This has led Pokemon fans, or at least Michael Kellisham, to demand Ryan Reynolds reprise his greatest role as Detective Pikachu in the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie. Um, Detective Pikachu is, the movie is the second highest video game adaption movie of all time behind Mario Brothers, which I did not know, actually. Um, Wow. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm no, uh, I'm in no way excited. No, uh, I've, I, I, I've look. Um, no, no offense to Michael. I've heard, I've watched the uh, trailers because my girlfriend is massively into Nintendo, so we always watch the uh, Nintendo Directs mm-hmm. when they come out. And I didn't have any problem with the Detective Pikachu voice. In the game, I certainly didn't go, oh, wow, it really needs to be Ryan Reynolds. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. In fact, I actually think the Pikachu in that game sounds much more gruffer mm. uh, and more, like, um, uh, detective-y, like, you know, that, like, man, she yeah. came into my life. Like, I actually think it sounds a bit more... Yeah, a bit um, more, a bit more hard-boiled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rich, apparently Jinx has struck and you're responsible after last episode. Where you Always happy to be responsible for a Jinx. You poked fun at a 90-year-old California Senator, Diane... And I did. Diane Feiston for being older than chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. The, woman, the woman has now died, just out of spite, oh, well. Um To sum up current American politics, the Babylon B website ran their headline, Senator Feinstein death not expected to affect her re-election campaign. <laughs> that's actually good. Oh, that's, oh my god, that's actually funny. That oh my good. god. You, you you talk about that, I saw this fantastic meme. You remember the, um, you know the memes where like, uh, it'll have like an old person being like, you know, when I was a young girl, we used to like, you know, run up the hill, and then the person's like, "Hold them, go, okay, Grandma, time to time to sit back in your chair, or or time to go back to the bingo, or something like that." Yeah. Now there's a meme where the old woman's going like, "Back in my day, we did this," and then the actor's like, "All right, Grandma, come on, time to go back to Congress." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, she did a good effort to to leave. I'd never heard of her, but she lived until ninety. And she served until the very end. So, good luck to yeah, her. Yeah, she should have been forced to retire <laughs> a long time ago. Was she like fully like super old? Like you know, like dude, she was literally looked like um, Skeletor's mother, <laughs> right? I'm not trying to be nasty, and literally was had to give power. She gave power of attorney to her daughter, oh, really? and at and at the end, there was literally been wheeled around everywhere in a wheelchair, looking like she couldn't even move. Like, like just any movement would break, you know, her in half. Like, I'm sorry, I don't see how that's acceptable for you to still be 
like serving. Like that, you should have retired ages ago. She's like a female Davros from the Daleks. <laughs> Remember Davros? Oh yes, yes, yes. It's exact. No, dude, she looked exactly like that. Davros. He was. He was awesome. He was so fucking ancient and so old and grumpy in his little Davros, chair. She was. She was his mother then. Honestly, his, his little, little dick. In his little chair, just super annoyed all the time. Um. Ian McKellen um, said it's ludicrous about trigger warnings in theatres where they, where they say, oh, be careful, there, there's bad language and sexual assault in this play and stuff. Like, he said it's ludicrous. I agree with him. It's ridiculous. Like, you mm-hmm. want, you, like honestly, you want to go to the theatre, um, it can be a bit confrontational, it can touch on some hard topics, you don't fucking need trigger warnings. Like, seriously, don't expose yourself to culture if you're that fucking spineless that you can't cope with a play. Like it's serious. funny that it's, it's funny that this is in the news because funnily enough, uh, this week I was actually talking to uh, some of my friends who watch anime, mm. and I just recently there was there was a, an anime that came out a little while ago called Goblin Slayer, right? I remember that, and it kind of made the news because obviously in the start of the the first episode, there's basically a rape scene in it, right? Um, right. And this 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 sent a lot of people like over the edge, right? People oh, really? like this, you know, unacceptable, disgusting, blah blah blah. And again, I I did not watch it because of that. I just had too many other stuff going on and other things to watch. But again, finally, I was like, you know, I've got to give this a go. It's been a while, and I watched it, and I was like, okay, you know, and it's definitely uncomfortable. I mean, as break scene should be. It's not like you're sitting sure. there, going, oh, love it, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But when I finished watching, I was like. Wow, I can't believe the hubbub. I've literally watched worse anime in the 90s. Sure. Like, for, for someone like me who watched anime in the 90s, let me tell you something. 90s anime was far more graphic than what this sure. Goblin Slayer was. Like, I mean, far more graphic. I remember, um, I remember graphic. The, not, uh, yeah, graphic borderline, like, snuff films or pornography and all that. But then it got me thinking. I was like, shit, is that how, like... Is that how sheltered these people are? Where, look, you're watching something. Yes, you're not supposed to find it enjoyable. Yeah. You're not supposed to sit there and go, yay, the goblins are raping her. But but you're supposed to be like, man, fuck, that's, ooh, that's making me feel. Yeah. Man, that's, ooh, that's not, that's not good. Like, you're supposed to feel that uncomfortable. The fact that you don't want to feel any, Mm. any uncomfortability whatsoever just makes me go, you are bred on softness, man. Like, all you do is consume soft, safe, fluffy shit, and you can't handle anything. Well, yeah. Not even something that I look at this and go, this is actually minor compared to the shit I've watched in my time. And don't forget, the heart of drama is conflict. You know? Yeah. Like, like, seriously, like, forget about, like, whatever the conflict is. That's the heart of drama. And whether that's conversational, whether yeah. that's, you know, violence, whether that's whatever. It's also not one of those things where, like, they're condoning it. It's no, not it's like a, you're watching yeah. a show where it's like, oh, we're going to have these girls be raped and it's a condonement. It's fun. Yeah. It's like, no, it's it's horrible. Yeah. It's it's shattering. It's meant to be. And, I'm, again, it's like, it's like them complaining about how they don't want their bad guys to be bad guys. I hate that as well. Yeah. Oh my God, the, the bad guy was a racist. How can he say those <laughs> things? And it's like... Because he's a bad guy, you fucking yeah. idiot, dude. It's literally like the Nazi commander, commander in the in the camp is a Nazi. It's like, yes, we know. Like he does, <laughs> he does bad things. Yes, he's a bad guy. I don't know what to tell you. Like it's really bad. Um, 
Yeah, and also it, the I've not seen the rape scene, although I have heard of it. I I bet you it's not supposed to be titillating. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not. It's and, genuinely like uncomfortable. Like, it's genuinely where you go, oh god, thank god that they're not like really being graphic with it because I'm like I wouldn't watch it then. Um, but it's graphic enough where you're just like, oh Jesus, like I, I you know what you, I mean? I tell you a movie that's got an uncomfortable scene, uh, Death Wish Two. Um, oh yes, yes. Uh, it's got like an yes. extended rape scene at the start, like, and you just like, yeah. yeah there, there's an example of a scene that probably should have been cut down a bit, but it's extended as well. Like, it just it just takes its time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's bad. But, but that's what I point. Like, we've we've have um, not. I don't want to say hardened ourselves, but we've steeled ourselves mm. against stuff because we've consumed stuff like that. We haven't died away from that we're not condoning it we're not endorsing it yeah right but we but by doing that you you steal yourself for it yeah. so that you can you can handle it. you go i mean good god what would happen in real life if someone came to you and said i've been raped would you be like no go away that's that's uncomfortable for me to deal with yeah. i want no part of you like listen i'm trying to tell you that i've been raped i need your help no 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 no, no, no. This, this is making me uncomfortable i can't deal with that also can i can i say this like in general, when, when you're going to the theatre, if you're a regular theatre goer, and I would be, you know what, if I had a big theatre near me, you know, within, like, very close proximity, I would be the kind of person, I wouldn't mind going to some place. You know what I mean? Like, I actually, I, 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 I don't... a good play every now yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't mind them at all. Like, when I have, I've only gone a few times in my life, but whenever I've gone, I've been struck by the immediacy of it, um, the way it plays out, like it's it's different to a movie, you know. It's different to TV. It's similar, but uh, to to some TV, especially. But it's it's got its own edge, and I'm by no means an expert. But it's often, at least what stuff I've seen, they're, they're, even if it's conversational, there's a real edge. So a lot of times, people kind of bickering, you know, in a way, um, mm. and. I don't know. I, I just think if you're a regular theatre goer, a lot of that kind of stuff's grist for the mill, if you know what I mean. Like it's. Well, I mean, as you said, like uh, entertainment is, is multifaceted, right? Mm. It's there to entertain you, it's there to titillate you, it's there to make you think, it's there to make you uncomfortable, right? It's, it's all of these things. And again, not all of it at the same time. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it's just there to entertain you. Sometimes it's it's just there to make you think. Sometimes it's there to do a bit of both. But it's there to elicit something from you. Sure. Whether that be a smile or a tear, that is the job of of entertainment. And to, to, and to demand that entertainment only do one thing. It's lame. Is, yeah, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, that just baffles me that, that. Well, that, that I, I, I think of so many Pro, you know uh, pieces of entertainment like uh, that have edges like a, like a show like the shield i love the shield it's a darker show it's a darker cop show it's 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 you know a bit of a morality play uh it's got violence it's got racism it's got sexism it's got rape actually male and female rape um blah 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 it's got a lot of stuff uh i hate to say this it's part of what makes it a great show. You know what I mean? On like mm. it's it's part of the ingredients that go into the mix that make a great show. Now, if you removed all that, you wouldn't have the shield. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you would have a completely different. You'd have fucking Barney Miller. You know what I mean? Like, like seriously, you, if you took all the edges out, all the edges out, you would have a, such a sanitized product 
that it would have no appeal. And this is the danger of, of, of that approach. And, like, I don't know, like, trigger warnings, I mean, I, I think trigger warnings at a theatre are a bit ridiculous. I know. I, 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 I go further. Mm. Trigger warnings are, are not needed and on anything. Not on a book, not on a movie, not on a TV show, not on a theatre. There's nothing that requires a trigger. Because what annoys me is that most of the stuff that's, that, that should tell you if you're going to be triggered should be in the synopsis. Sure. Like, I'm sorry, once you pick up a movie and if they say, a man, you know, goes out in revenge for the rape of his daughter, nah, okay, I can safe to assume I'm probably, there's a good chance I'm going to get a rape scene in this. Oh, yeah, and I know where I am. The movie yeah. centered around rape. I'm sorry, you don't need a trigger warning. There's your trigger warning. Read what the fucking thing's about. Mm. Yeah, good point. I'm sorry, like, it, I don't understand how even before the movie starts, you need to have a trigger warning. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bullshit, man. Like, yeah. Same. If I pick up a thing that says, "Oh, this is a this is a movie about you know a Southern Belle from like the eight you know eighteen sixty two, I'm like, okay, well, it's probably going to be very outdated. Probably even have some racial and even sexist you know undertones by today's standards because you know it's an old movie set in eighteen sixty two. I don't I don't need a warning. So, oh, this movie was filmed in a different yeah. No fucking shit. Yeah, I, I will say if I in terms of films. I have taken the approach where I would take that stupid warning where they say that over censoring the movie. I will take the warning. No, I, yeah. I, yeah, but you see, it shouldn't be a, I will take this over this. I it know. should be like, no, it's. Yeah, I know, but, but I, I, like, I am so against censorship, but I just feel like it's some, somewhere, I don't know, like. Well, okay, I, I but listen, like, it's, it's there. Like, if, let's say, it's an R18 movie, mm. and again, the synopsis tells you that it's about rape and revenge. I'd say to say I'm going to see some shit. Yeah, that's true. Like, okay, we stop treating people like babies. Yeah. Right? This is the why we are creating babies because we treat people like babies. Yeah, true. True. I agree. Well, I mean, I agree with you. Um, now, I have a comment about Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. This show is great. All right, I'm, I'm going to go take a nap quickly. No, don't take a nap. <laughs> Dude, seriously... Seriously, this is probably, after the original Walking Dead, my favourite Walking Dead spin-off ever. I'm in fucking heaven. Daryl Dixon's in almost every scene. Um, it's in Europe. It's a different flavour. Uh, the zombies, a lot of them have kind of like, almost like radioactive poisoning going on for some reason, or they're acidic or something. It's, it's great. It's a whole new world. I said to Michelle, I'm having the best time with this, because my favourite character... That's good. My favourite character, dude, who for years... I followed, and he's had to share the screen with about 40 other people, and, you know, he's carried the show on his back for the last three seasons. He has got his own show. He is killing it. Norman Reedus is absolutely slaying it. The The supporting cast is good. Um, the pacing is great, but I had one gripe, Rich. So, obviously, they're in France, okay, and there's a fair bit of translation at times when people are talking. Um, a lot of it's in English, but there is. Anyway... Someone said, this really annoyed me. Someone set up a joke, okay, where they told a joke. You know, you know how the you know how these shows go, Rich. Like they tell a joke to prove a point, which is kind of like you know usually to do with the theme of the episode. You know what I mean? Like that kind of mm -hmm. parable kind of. Anyway, this guy, in sort of a quieter moment, tells a joke. He gets to the like, and the joke's translated. Yeah, like it's all like boom, 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 boom. It's all being translated. 
He gets to the punchline of the joke, not translated, just in French. I was like, I, I actually paused the fucking episode and I said, this is one of the worst, most egregious examples of just poor editing, poor decision-making that this show has ever seen in terms of the Walking Dead franchise. I said, this is actually a new low. Why? And Michelle's like, oh, maybe they're doing it for the European audience. I'm going, A, the biggest audience is the Western American audience, you know, the US audience, most of whom, the vast majority, don't speak French. Or, and then again, um, why? And, and Michelle, we, we translated it. And the problem was that the punchline to the joke didn't really mean the same thing in English, if you know what I mean. Like, it, it, mm. was, it was... So my next thing is, if that's the case... Why put the joke in the show? Like, what is the point of the joke? Like, you ruined the joke. You set up a joke. You went to pay off the joke. You didn't translate it. Hence eliminating, I would say, more than 90% of your audience. You know, I don't think the, the, the you know, the French audience is that massive compared to worldwide, you know? And mm. I was just so pissed off that... For five minutes, I was in a grumpy mood watching. I was like, hate watching it. I was, I was like, and by the end, Daryl Dixon, once again, showing his back, carries it back up to like a 7.5 out of performance. But I had the shits. I, I, I said, I am tweeting the Walking Dead creators right now about this. I, I am not happy. And, you know, poor Michelle's having to translate shit with me barking orders from the from the couch. You know what I mean? Like, she, you know, the poor girl's there translating shit while I'm ranting and raving. I wouldn't unpause the show. She's like, okay, play. I'm like, no, not till we get to the bottom of the joke. And we got there. God, it really, really did bother you. Right? It bothered me big time, man. I, and I, I mentioned that in the news as it happened. You know what I mean? Because, mm. um, See, I mean, I, I kind of feel like the logical thing would be is just find a fucking joke, um, that is similar or close enough in the different like languages, like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if that joke doesn't work, like, whatever, then go, okay, well, what's a similar joke that we can tell in English? And yes, it, when people go, this one, I'm trying to go, yeah, well, the, the, look, as someone who watches a lot of anime and all that sort of shit, like, I understand that. Sometimes it's very hard to translate exactly what they're saying in Japanese because the meaning will be lost, mm -hmm. right? It's the same with Afrikaans, like like with Afrikaans, because certain languages, like, again, Afrikaans, eh, Afrikaans is very similar to English. The problem is, is that your sentence structures are different, right? Mm -hmm. So English and Afrikaans, they put their verbs and their adjectives in different places, right? Mm -hmm. So if you were to translate it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't translate to, like, English. Now, that's a slightly easy example, but when you're trying to translate like a, a, a different language, yes, sometimes a word or a phrase doesn't quite mean the same thing. And sure. so you have to try and you've got to try and say, okay, well, what's a similar or equal meaning mm. that this audience would understand? Yeah. And again, again, I'm smart enough to understand that if, if I spoke French, you go, oh, that's not quite the same. But then I'm like, okay, but I understand what they did that. Otherwise, the joke doesn't work. So uh, it's just lazy. I think that's just that's It was just really lazy. super fucking lazy, and I was super annoyed. Now, Richard, there's been some Harvey Award winners. Would you like to announce the inductees to the Harvey Award winners? Um, we've got some big name, big names here, actually. All right. So six new Harvey uh, Award Hall of Fame inductees were announced today. Chris Claremont, Bill Griffith, uh, Cartoon Strip Zippy, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, and both of the Simonsons, Walt and Louis. Wow, that's some big names. 
Yeah. Mm. All big names. Yeah. Massive talents. Huge talents. Nothing, no one equal like that today. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, oh, dear. And um, I think you found something. Some people online are claiming something about a certain oh. word, Rich. I just, oh my God. I put this in there. It's not like really comic news or anything like that or, or whatever, but I just was like, I was just so flabbergasted by it. I thought maybe you could help me. Like maybe you could explain it. You know, you're more sensitive than I am mm. to these things. So apparently there's a, a bunch of people online who are, again, again, trying to cancel Halloween. It seems like everyone's trying to cancel Halloween every year. Really? Uh, well, you know, this uh, the, a couple of Halloweens ago, they said that you know white kids couldn't dress as like you know non-white characters, oh, and you know you couldn't dress like this because it was you know uh, culturally inappropriate. Blah 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 blah, all that sort of shit that they yeah. do every fucking Halloween these days. Anyway, this Halloween, it seems that uh, there's some certain people online claiming that the word spooky Jesus. is racist. Really? And I'll be honest with you, I was racking my brain going. Wow. I don't know of any slur that begins, sounds, or incorporates spooky in any way. I, I no, I can I, I can answer the question. I I, I reckon I know why. Uh, it's stupid. I'm not saying you should cancel spooky. Halloween is spooky. That's the whole point of Halloween. It's because in the U.S., especially, I think in like the probably 30s to probably 60s. Um, the term spooks was like a, uh, I think. I mean, uh, a government agent. No, but also, I think, and I and I could be wrong. Like I an th- FBI, like the. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, but it was also, I believe, a derogatory term towards black African Americans, I believe. I only, really? I, yeah, I only know that through some crime fiction that I've read. Where I've pa- never. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm right. I know, in I know, I know. Speak. Yeah, it's similar. Was it a, not, not to black people, but I know speak was a, a, a derogatory term, it's but similar. I've never ever heard. No, speak. but that said, the, that said, you are. It's ridiculous because the the two terms are completely separate. And um, also, let's be honest. Words can change. Right, yeah. Like the word "gay" and "fag" has meant different things at different points in history, and there's not a single person alive who would be using "spooky." Here we go. In a derogatory, I found it. Yeah, um, I knew that. I I knew that I was right. It was an old 1950s to 60s American term for black people. I thought so, and I I know that from. Spooks, yeah, it was a, it was like a racial derogatory term. I, I only know it from like James Elroy books and stuff that it said in that period. It's not a, what do you call it, like commonplace term now. Well, again, I've in my entire life never heard it. And but, if someone didn't mention this, I still would go on thinking spooky yeah. just means something that's eerie and frightening. Well, <laughs> it's one of those terms um, that I believe was around World War Two and probably lasted in the 50s, early 60s. Uh, that's where I've seen it. Like, so, yeah. But that said, um, probably wasn't as bad as the N-word and it also died out in, in commonplace. I don't think well, it was... Yeah, it didn't take. Was it very... Well, I don't think it was alive today even I, knew that. I think it did for a while in, in the US and in certain areas. I, I know it... The reason I know that is from crime fiction. And you know how crime fiction set back then is a lot more hard-boiled? So it uses slang and stuff, and I know James Elroy uses it. Um, his characters uh, use it a fair bit in his books, which are set in the fifties and sixties. You know what? I feel like this. This. This is usually how it starts. Probably some fucking 
jackass college student yeah. learned this. Yeah, yeah. And goes, oh, I'm going to educate people that that's uh, – and it's like no one thinks that anymore. Yeah, that's- exactly, yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's way late to the party too because this, this term – is has not you there's a reason you don't know about it rich because clearly you haven't read crime fiction set in the fucking 1950s because that's where it's used um and so he's way out of date it's so he's stupid because words do change and uh spooky is way more especially look at the context of if halloween has spooky is halloween halloween is spooky it has all the fucking mm. trappings um you know of Halloween, like haunted house stuff, and stop trying to cancel shit like this. You're just making yourself an absolute joke, you know. And it, oh, it probably is about three people who are making a lot of noise, you know. Really, at the end of the day, um, they need to grow up. Honestly, some of these people, they actually need to grow up and and just get on with their lives and, and live their life and stop fucking bitching and moaning about everything because it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, like, can you uh, can you imagine living your life just trying to comb through history? I know, yeah. so that you can find something today to be like offended well, by. Or... I think this person's probably hurting from the stretch they just made. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably they're probably just uh, you know they may they may have pulled something with that stretch. Uh, now, uh, Marvel Studios is hearing writers' pitches for a new X Men movie, uh, and it's asked, uh, "Is it a, new, a big uh, chance for me to break in?" Probably. Am I up to the challenge? Of course I am. And how far under the script will it be before I make Bob Dylan and Lobo uh, appear? So I'll make Lobo <laughs> appear in X-Men. Wow. Wow. That would be good. I actually, um, spoilers for my interview with Chuck, we do talk a little bit of Lobo and, and Alan Grant's contributions. Um, definitely a Bob Dylan appearance if it's going to be set. Would you, oh, here's a question for you, Rich. Mm. If they do what you're saying. They they do X-Men from sort of the beginning with the beginning crew. Would you do it as a period piece like your first class did or would you do it? And I think no. The, yeah, I think no. the wiser option is do it as now. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I agree. Otherwise, you're forever playing with timey-wimey stuff, you know? Uh, and yeah, it, it just it gets too bogged down. It gets too... And it's been done. It was just done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just done. And... Yeah, no. So uh, I'm sort of open to your idea on that, by the way. Your, your idea for the X-Men stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of on board for. I hope they do it a lot better, though, than, than Fox did it, you know? I think- yeah. Uh, it's, it's hmm, I don't know. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. They should. But I would have a lot more faith if this was a few more years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Well, yeah, it almost feels like um, Feige doesn't care as much as he used to as well. You know what I mean? Now it's more about just slinging content out there. Quality control has gone down a fair bit. Um, yeah, that, that's what I mean. If, if this came out during, like, the initial Avengers shit, like, you know, one of those phases, mm. I'd, be, I'd be, be, like, a lot more like, oh, ho, ho. Yeah. But now that it's in the, um, the post-Avengers or post-End uh, uh, um, War and all that sort of stuff, I'm like... Mm, yeah. I'm sure it'll be. Yeah, no, I hear. It, 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 it'll be what's the word I'm looking for? Um, possible, yeah, <laughs> or mediocre potentially. You know. Yeah, but I and and again, I always and here's the thing, I when people if they think I'm complaining all that, I I am always happy to be proven wrong. Mm. When I say I think something is not going to be too good or I think they're going to fuck it up, 
I'm not saying that because I want it to be. Sure. It's just like it's my feeling, and I pray that they prove me wrong. I would love nothing more than for them to go, ha ha, fuck you. We blew it out of the park, and I'd be like, shit, you got me. Well done. Yeah. Like, sure. I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah, well, we'll see. So, we'll you know, see. I don't want people to think I want things to, to be bad. I don't. I would love for them to make a fantastic X Men movie. I love the X Men. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm one of those idiots who his favorite X Men is Cyclops. That's okay. You know, no, but I'm saying, like, everyone's always fucking losing. I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm still a Los Angeles fan. Like, that's, I would love to see him, you know, get a proper shot because he's never, yeah. ever in any of the movies no. gotten a fair shake. Agreed. Agreed. He's always been, yeah, a bit second rate. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you could do some interesting stuff with Cyclops, you know. I uh, think you could. Yeah. Oh, do you know that apparently he just beat Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel? What up in, in in a battle? Are there some sort of battle happening now? Or something they're doing another contest of champions or some shit or whatever. Right. Okay, wow. And Cyclops actually beat Captain Marvel. I, I was actually shocked. I was like, really? Yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel, like everyone's favorite superhero, apparently. Yeah, the 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 the, the prodigal hero. <laughs> <laughs> he put her ass down, man. He put her ass down. Apparently, Good. yeah, Good. I was. Absolutely shocked. I'm a girl. Look, fantastic. Love it, but still shocked. <laughs> still shocked. Ah, well. Uh, now, I just want to make a very brief mention. Ahsoka Tano finished. Uh, bit of a lackluster end. Um, can I do spoilers, Rich? Do you care? Oh, of course you can. Do, okay, do, so in the end, essentially, it was like I said, This I, I said to Michelle, Thrawn will make it back pretty much unscathed. Um, and not really lose, and he'll get back to the main universe, which he does do at the very end. Um, and <clears throat> without any really substantial losses, he kind of out-strategizes everyone. And, and, and as it should be. As escapes. Uh, Ezra basically stows away, which, we, which Michelle and I predicted they would stow away to get back on his ship. Ezra mm. does successfully do that. Um, and so at the end... He kind of commandeers a um, sort of off-panel land. He commandeers a shuttle or something, and he arrives at the rebellion or whatever, whatever they call themselves now. The, the the base of like you know with the green chick, whatever her name is. I always forget um, who was in oh, uh, uh, Holder or something. Sindula Hera uh, Hera Hera. Yeah. So he he arrives. He takes his helmet off, and they're all like happy because he's back. Uh, Ahsoka Tano Sabine. Uh, stranded on the planet in the middle of nowhere, basically. they So they escape Thrawn, but they don't quite get to escape. Something or other goes wrong. They they win a battle against that crazy witch chick um, who has this big sword and stuff. They eventually kill her. And so Sabine and uh, Ahsoka are, you know, healthy, but um, on the planet. And the chick who is Ray Stevenson's, like, apprentice. She goes and joins up with these other evil people um, who are on that planet who I th- want to say either are native to that planet or were part of Thrawn's guard, I'm not sure, but they're sort of, like, samurai kind of people. She goes and joins up with them, and Ray Stevenson, who was obsessed with finding the... Um, more than anything to do with Thrawn and Ahsoka, he was really obsessed with finding the former mythical rulers of this land. Like, so way in the distant past, it was a huge empire, like the god kings of something or other. Um, and he's found, like, big 
huge statues of them and he's kind of just staring out across them. So he's kind of found the, you know what I mean, like the monuments to them or whatever. So it's kind of like he's, you know, he's going to dig deep and whatever. Sadly, he passed away in real life, so we won't be seeing too much more of him. Um, oh, the character will, but not Ray Stevenson, sadly. Well, yeah, they, they continue. It's such the a shame that I would have loved to have been super into Star Wars um, and have Ray Stevenson in Star Wars. And oh, yeah. it's the point where Ray Stevenson in Star Wars and I, and I just, I, well, he does. I'm like, what a shame. What he, a shame. He doesn't get to do much. He doesn't get to do much. Like he, he no, was, but like, they could have, I mean, they could build on that character. Like again, yeah. see, this is my, I, I kind of feel like this is kind of my issue with Star Wars right now as well, is that it's like, you've got that character who I feel like, okay, but are you building Thrawn or are you building this character? Thrawn like, was I, much more than this guy. This guy. That's my point. Yeah. Then maybe what? Then maybe these sort of characters you should have saved mm. to be like the main antagonist in a show, because now you almost like well they didn't really do much or like Ray Stevens and a great like this or maybe it's an awesome character like but didn't really do anything like barely's and you're like okay, well, well, I feel like it's a wasted character. I, I don't know. Like anyway, it's very open for season two. Put it that way. Like so, it's all open for season two. So you know, obviously. All the pieces are in place for another season. It wasn't terrible at all. Like, it wasn't. Like, the final episode was interesting enough. Um, wrapped things up, but kept things open. Uh, there's also, at the end, an appearance by Anakin as a hologram, just kind of staring. Um, people said hologram, but isn't it a Force ghost? Um, would you call that a hologram? I, I... No, if they're saying hologram, then that means hologram. Let's have a look at this. Ahsoka Tano... Well, why would, why would, what's his name, be a hologram? Well, I guess, unless someone's used the wrong word. So either it's a hologram for that a fucking Ahsoka has for some reason, or the person who said hologram doesn't know what Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. Let's have a look here. Uh, blah, blah, we'll get right. It's the, literally the last panel. Um, I'm just going to get to the very end of this, of this description of this episode. Um, something that was really annoying me was... Um, uh, was uh what's his name the the droid that uh ahsoka has um he was, he was annoying yeah he was getting really annoying. Yeah, that's that's actually uh hera's um robot okay well he's all through this as ahsoka's you know yeah robot. oh no, no no listen something that like um everyone like as well we have to have because the star was which again just makes it just shows you how uh, people just are not very original mm. Every time they've done like a new show, the the they've always got like we have to have an R two D two. You know what I mean? So for Rebels, it was uh, Chopper. Mm. You know, we got to have a quirky little fucking you know robot. And then obviously in the sequels, it was that um, B BBA. What's the little BBA? BBA. That was yeah. a, the little baller one. You know what I mean? Like. Just and like there was another like... one too. There was that other one. There was even a more lame one. Like I don't mind BB-8, but there's another one. Like later in the sequels, like another droid. He's more lame. He's 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 kind of like a two balls and like a stick, literally. Like it's hard to describe. But like 
I didn't really watch any of the There's another, like, yeah, BB-8's okay. Michelle quite likes BB-8. She loves R2. It's her favourite, but BB-8's okay. And again, I'm not saying you can't. I mean, everyone loves HK-47. That's the uh, assassin droid from Knights of the Old Republic. I'm not saying you can't have a cool. I'm just saying it's weird that, like, they go, you must. Yeah, you must. Like, it's, yeah, it's part of it. Well, I'm like, no, you don't, you don't have to. Okay. If you've got a good idea for one, great. If you don't, you don't have to force it. Okay, Lois has found the news. Okay, well, while you've been talking about droids, I've been on the fucking hunt. So this is, I, I'm going to do this recap. This is this is basically, it's called Peridia, where these people, are. like it's a million miles away, Rich. It's like galaxies away or something, yeah? So it's like, it's like the back of beyond. On Peridia, Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hu Yang, uh, who I assume is the droid, um rejoined the native Notoi, who are these really annoying creatures that are like sort of like snails with shells. I fucking hate them. Um, they're the most annoying like little kind of Ewok wannabes ever. Um, rejoined the native Notoi to, to camp to a new hideout. The trio didn't seem to be putting any plans in motion or trying to find a way off the planet, but the final scene of the episode revealed that the Force Ghost of none other than Ashoka's former master, Anakin Skywalker, was watching over them, and the finale ended on a hopeful note. Um, Ahsoka is where he needs to be, and so are we, Ahsoka told Sabine. It's time to move on. Um, as for blah, 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 um, Shin, which was the apprentice, Shin Hati, was shown joining up with a gang of bandits, uh, the greater power that Balin sensed, Balin's skull, played by Stevenson, was and was seeking on the planet has yet to be revealed, and he's basically standing over this massive. Um, judging by Balin's final scene, the power seems to have something to do with the Mortis gods, ancient entities, also known as the ones who embody the Force. Balin was shown standing on the outstretched hand of a massive statue of the Father, who represents the balance of the Force, while the other two statues, the son and the daughter, represent the dark and light side of the Force, respectively. Um, anyway, so that's, that's essentially it. It's not too bad. Like, you know, like it was a decent ending and Ezra got back, whereas Ahsoka and all that continued their adventures, you know, and will probably get back eventually, but just not yet. Um, I mean, I, I, I quite enjoyed the season. Like I, you know, honestly, I, I had a good time with it. It's not amazing. And can I just say Thrawn, like interesting, and I think they could do with adding his audio up a little bit because he talks, the actor talks very precisely, but very low. Like, he wants to play him, I get it. Everyone knows Thrawn's the master strategist. You know what I mean? Like, we all know that, Rich. So he does this thing where he makes him try to sound really sort of almost smarmy and, and definitely smart, you know, like clever. Like, you know not just sort of like reacting or just pure evil. He's more of a strategist. That's all fine, but the guy's audio is too low, so you're often struggling to hear what he's actually saying um, in a mm -hmm. way. So I was a little critical of that, not critical of the character, but if I hadn't had everyone telling me for 30 years how awesome Thrawn was, I'm not sure that this season I would have been like, you know, if I'd gone in cold... Or have been like, man, Thrawn's the best villain ever. No, he wasn't that good. Like, he just... I get it. He's a strategist. He's like a chess player. Um, I just... 
I don't know. I I I think I expected a bit more than what I yeah. got. Well, again, they they've kind of mishandled Thrawn in in this whole Disney shit. So okay. Well, anyway, um, he wasn't terrible though, and I certainly like the idea of him being back in the main universe so that he can cause some shit. You know, because that's interesting. And he did basically escape unscathed. He had a few. I mean, he he had a few losses, but in essentially at the end, he gets back to the uh, Imperial whatever, like, you know, some massive ship. He's got a huge ship himself. He's got a massive Super Star Destroyer, I think. So, but he gets back to, like, the fleet or whatever, you know, like at the end, the very end. You don't really see him meeting with, like, Moff Gideon or someone, but um, you definitely see him. Um, yeah. He, 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 gets, he gets back is to Thrawn, the... Is, so in, in this, is Theron's ship in the... Because in I can't remember. I think it's supposed to be. Um, it's the Chimera, right? I don't know. It's massive. It's just a huge Star Destroyer. No, it's the name of his uh, Star Destroyer. His ship is called the Chimera. Like, you know how yeah. each... Yeah. Um, um, a mop, like, each Moff and all that has their own... Yeah. Um, uh, ship. They're only, like, sort of capital ship. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, yeah, his, yeah. well, I'm just wondering if they call it the Chimera in this or not. I don't know. I don't know. They should. Yeah. I don't I, I mean, that, if, if, if if they're trying to leech off the legends, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. I, I just haven't heard him mention it. Like, I don't know. I, I have no idea what, what he calls his ship in in the in the um, Sokotano. I'm, I'm trying to research it while I'm talking, but I don't remember him ever saying it, but maybe he did, you know. Um, it's certainly in it a lot, you know. Like, it's in it a fuckload. Uh, but anyway, listeners, if you know what Thrawn's ship is in the Disney, let us know. But I have no idea. Honestly, it didn't, you know. Actually, lo- I'm looking at the images of the ship, and I'm, I could go back, and I will go back for you, Rich, and, and check out the episode to see if it looks like this, because the Chimera ship that I can see here has a really distinctive, like, underbelly um, on the Star Wars wiki that I'm looking at, which I don't mm-hmm. I don't remember his ship having in the show, but that said, it easily could have had that, and I just didn't notice it. Like, it's got a really distinctive, like, bit on the bottom. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Um, anyway, I'd give the series 7 out of 10. For season one, mm-hmm. I'd give it a seven. It, it's almost a bit higher. One thing I will say is Rosario Dawson gives a very, very, very lethargic performance as Ahsoka Tano. I don't know if Ahsoka does Ahsoka Tano always just stand around with her arms folded. No, um, I think they're trying to make her more um, monkish. Yeah, well, you in, know. in this, they they're trying to make her more like um, uh, like Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, they're going to make her like she's the wise one, you know what I mean? Uh, but which is, yeah, but she's not. Like in the original show, <laughs> um, she was like a firebrand, impulsive. That's what I thought. Um, That's what I thought. And I don't know why they've chosen to do this because she's she's really quite dull. Like, honestly, if I have to be brutally honest, like it's like there's there's a certain dullness to the performance, you know? Yeah, agree. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for what little I saw her in the uh, Mandalorian and all that sort of stuff, yeah, I wouldn't say that she's like um, setting the, you know, cutting up the scenes. Yeah. Anyway, seven out of ten. Um, this really annoying actress, Mayim Bullock, um, who was in Big Bang Theory, 
and she used to be Blossom back in the eighties, a show that I fucking detested. Can I just say? She she. Oh, I didn't mind it. Oh, well, good luck to you, Rich. Um, she said the other day, "We're hoping to reboot it, but not as a sitcom." Why? Oh, fuck off! Like. Firstly, so someone made a really fucking funny comment on Facebook. So they said, so every episode will be a very special Blossom episode. <laughs> because if you remember, they used to handle things like teen pregnancy or abortion and be like, this is a very special episode of Blossom. Like, you know, take shit really seriously this episode. I, I actually, I found it one of the most least entertaining yeah, sitcoms but, of the year. I mean, but that's what they did. I mean, whether it was like stuff like Full House or Blossom, you know, that's, you know, Family Matters, that's kind of what they did. They used, you know, wacky sort of comedy and, and antic stuff to do stuff. And you know what? I definitely prefer that over the fucking hammer, sledgehammer that gets used today, like... Yeah, true, um, but but I I just didn't like the show. I didn't like the actress. I, don't I, didn't... Know. I as I said, I enjoyed the show because um, it fit in that same vein, and I kind of liked the brothers. Um, I found her brothers and and the guy that played her father. I, I kind of found them entertaining. She could get a little bit annoying for sure. Yeah. Um, not going to deny that, but I quite enjoyed her brothers. I found her brothers quite funny. Well, I tell you a show that I liked. Uh, from a similar time period was Punky Brewster. I fucking loved that show. Oh, yeah. I loved that show. That was that, in fact Michelle and Michelle and I watched the reboot. <laughs> we were like what five you know the five people that. Oh watched God, how was how was the reboot? Surely it would have been. Yeah, it was okay. I was okay. Come on, you got to give it up to that actress. I love her. Um, it was. No, okay. I, no, I find a lot of the reboots to be poor. Is what I'm saying. I'm not. It saying wasn't that. great. I mean, in all honesty, it wasn't great. We were just watching it because we were so dyed in the wolf fans from back in the day. But I, I'm not joking. Do you, do you remember Boy Meets World? Yes, I but actually I didn't really enjoy it back in the day. That I actually gave the Girl Meets World a go a shot. Yep, and it's just not the same. Yeah, like yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it, 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 that's why I say like I feel you can't you can't take something that like worked in let's say the 80s or the 90s, right? You can't try and replicate it in the 2010s or the 2020s. They do all the time. They do all the time. They try. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm sorry. Shouldn't say you can't, as in like it's physically impossible. What I mean is you can't recapture because it's a different time. Yeah. Things have changed. People have changed. How people view the world has changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's you can't. You you can't do it, man. Like it's just it's it's people's. Although I will say, uh, Fuller House was pretty good. The Full House um, sort of continuation. We, we watched all the seasons of that. It was pretty enjoyable. If you like Full House, you know. Yeah, but it, it certainly wasn't as popular and like a, no. a, as what the original was. You know what I mean? It no, certainly didn't it. hit. It yeah. didn't hit like the original. But I, I like I believe it was reasonably popular, at least on Netflix. I mean, it was it was all right. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like no, it wasn't as massive, but. Uh, I just I, I just find it hard to trust these streaming. It's also yeah. Look, in general, it doesn't work as well. I mean, they redid Wonder Years as uh, you know they've redone Wonder Years with the Black Family. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that from the nineties, Will and Grace, a show that I loved, they brought back. I thought they did that very well. That they did like two, three seasons of that. That was done very well. If you like, yeah, but that wasn't a reboot. That that was just a, a sequel. Yeah, continuation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look in general, like 
most of the time they fail when they do it, like, honestly. Um, or, or it's like a pale imitation with that even if it's successful, is like nowhere near as successful as the original. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, no, in general it doesn't work. Now, we have some breaking news. Video game Bloodbath. Uh, Telltale Games, Rich, has announced mm-hmm. it will be... Um, laying off a significant number of employees, <laughs> the latest in a round of downsizing for the video game industry. Epic Game announced earlier that 830 workers were to be laid off. Xbox mm. tends to downsize some of Bethesda. That surprises me. Um, CD Project Red lost 10% of its workforce, and Unity, Riot, Blizzard, Bioware, Naughty Dog, Crystal Dynamics, among others, are also laying off employees. That's troubling for me because I must admit I really do like my video games and I'm surprised by this because I would have thought they're more popular now than ever. I don't know. Uh, yes, but as I said before, they they spend too much money making these games. Sure. Okay. Like again, the the problem is is if you okay if you if you spend two hundred million dollars to make a game, mm-hmm. fuck, you've got to be super successful to make your money back. Sure. Like that game has point. to that game has to do perform really well. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of the reasons why we've only got really indie games and triple A games. Yeah. Whereas the the for me the the golden age was three sixty and PS three. Sure. Because you had indie games, you had double A games. You know, those were the games that sort of came out and weren't big fanfares or whatever, but you'd buy it and you'd be like, shit, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever, not not big like sales chart stuff and all that. And, and then you would add your AAA games. But the problem is, is we've lost the middle ground. So mm. they are spending so much money on these AAA games that, like, if they fail, that's a massive a lot of money lost. Were you the one who was saying Ubisoft were having cash flow problems? I was so surprised by that. I mean, yeah, Ubisoft is said like this. They they are spending so much money, and this mirage like has to be successful. Yeah, like. Yeah. The they made a game which, by the way, was not terrible. You'll be shocked to find out that I actually did play oh. a Ubisoft game. It was that Phoenix Rising, Immortals Phoenix Rising game. Oh yeah. Um, uh, uh, I played that. It wasn't super great, but it was somewhat enjoyable. But that game didn't do anything. Like, and so they've like cancelled the sequel and all that sort of shit and all that and blah blah blah. And it's like they these companies are just. They, they they have to make too much money. Yeah. They they're just spending more money than they're making right now. Well, yeah. And this is why they're laying off the people. Hmm. Because yeah, they yeah. are just they are overcommitting and overspending and they're like, shit, man, we gotta cut places somewhere. Well, can- and it's just from poor it's just from again, poor management, poor business choice. Um I just you know, it's okay to make a triple A game, but also focus on making just some smaller um, it's one of the things, you know what, you know, it's a company I absolutely really admire and think they're doing it like spot on is Obsidian, right? Yeah. So Obsidian, really, they just go like, we make double A games, uh-huh. right? What are and, some games they've made? Give me a couple. Oh, Obsidian, they did um, uh, the Fallout New Vegas. Okay, yeah. Um, they've done... Um, uh, a Knights of the Republic two, they've done. Uh, a, they've done Baldur's Gate back in the day. Um, but what about done... recently? Anything recent? Oh, they did the Outer Worlds. 
Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Did they do again, Dishonored? Who, but, did, but who did Dishonored? Thing, but they've got a lot of smaller things that came out, Dave, that you've probably never heard of. They've got, like, they've got that one called Grounded, okay. which is that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids survival game where you play as kids that have been shrunk down in the backyard. <laughs> That's cool. And you got to you got to fight like insects and stuff and all that. They had two games that are very much like Baldur's Gate come out, uh, um, Pillars of Eternity. Oh, yeah. And Pillars of Eternity and Fight. And they're making their, uh, their Oblivion Elder Scrolls style game in that world now. That's the one that's coming out called Avowed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they did another, little, it looks like a, like a little indie game called Penultimate sort of stuff. And all that. Like they, they just like to make games. And if they've got an idea for a game, it doesn't have to be a triple A blockbuster. Yeah. yeah, they don't need to spend two hundred million on every if game. If they could make just like a little indie game, like a small little sort of well, again, they're not indie because obviously they're a large company. But my point is, it's got that vibe. Yeah. Then they just make it. If they want to make a double A, like oh yeah, yeah, it's just a, you know, it's, it's, a it's not like massive budget. Like they do that. Like, and I think more companies should do that, man. Like, like yeah, you can be churning out games and not having to spend millions of dollars, mm. hundreds of millions of dollars every time you make a game. True. Now, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I wonder what the, um, with Starfield, i got to love to know the price tag of how much they have spent on that. Oh, God, they, that Starfield would have spent years. And it wouldn't surprise me if they'd sunk in like on. half a billion or something. Like, it's, it wouldn't surprise me at all because it's such a it, showcase. It'd be like 200 to 300 million for sure. Yeah. I, I, it has to be. It's such an advertisement as well for um, Xbox. You know, and getting the Xbox Games Pass, and you know what I mean. It's such a sort of like, mm-hmm. it's almost like a loss leader. But yeah, like if some of it's like some movies. You're like, I would love to know actually what that cost in real terms, like a final number. You know, like because I I swear to God, some of the movies um, that they make must cost so much. Really, you know, like you know, like it wouldn't surprise me if. If if some of the predictions are like way off, like if it costs like a lot more, kind of than than is reported or rumored. Or well, that's it, a lot of the stuff is all predictions, like yeah, yeah. because they they're very they're very. Oh, um, they want to hide it, yeah. Tight lipped about the stuff, and it's almost like Hollywood accounting in the games too. Like they want to sort of like you know spread it around the balance sheets. Um, but one thing that surprised me with Ubisoft is um, with the amount of properties that a franchise like. Far Cry and just Assassin's Creed, like that they pump out pretty regular titles. I would have thought that'd be almost like FIFA level guaranteed customer base, you know? No, because they've 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 taken a hit because of some of the um again uh FIFA is popular because People love sport, and especially and so, people that obviously don't play sport on a professional level. And a new roster every um, year, kind of thing, that kind of thing. And yeah, and, and a new roster um, every year. No, listen, would, would people prefer to just pay like an update every year yeah. than buy the actual game every year? Yes, but they do occasionally tweak the the game as well and yeah, all that sort of yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, but but people know what they're getting. They understand it's the same shit. Um. But it's just the latest version of it. Assassin's Creed is not that type of game. Like you can't churn out one every year with bugs mm. and 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 broken mechanics mm. and have people go, Yay, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's it's just not the same. It's, it's apples and oranges. And they've just made too many they milked that Assassin's Creed too hard. Uh, which is why they they eventually had they 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 went like, Okay, we're gonna slow down and we're gonna do the reboot or Yeah. Soft boot, 
kind of thing and all that. And make it more yeah, RPG. Milk this to dead. And make it more RPG, you know, like it was in... Yeah, um, we're gonna go for a, yeah uh, we're going to go for a much more open world. You know, because remember, the early ones were mm, semi-open world, a little bit more linear. Definitely. Um, type stuff and all that. And, and now they're like, okay, well, listen, you know, open world thing and all that sort of crap and all that. So, and, and we make good open, you know, their, their words, we make good open world games like Far Cry and, mm. and all this sort of shit. Um, but then again, the problem with that is, as people said, then people stop and go, well, hang on a second. Now you've literally just got three of the same fucking games out. There like, is a similarity. There is a similarity. Yeah, you're, you're not. Um, but then again, when they and 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 that's also the same. The problem with uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising, it's still an open world game at the end of the day. Mm. Is it a bit more cartoony and comical, you know, and they're going for that sort of Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but you're still making an open world game at the end of the day. Like, yeah. You haven't made, you know what I mean? You've just done it in a slightly different style, but it's still an open world game. Um, and that's why I think people are like, okay, well, I'm not getting, I'm not getting a variety from Ubisoft. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. Like, yeah. uh, um, and that's hurting them because if, you, if you're making the same game just with a different kind of paint, you, you know, people go, okay, but I'm still playing this open world game. Well, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. That's the problem. You, and that's why I say it's good to diversify. If you come out with, let's say, Assassin's Creed, right? And then, like, a year later, you come out with Watch Dogs, and a year later, you come with Far Cry. A lot of people like you, they'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like, I'm still running in the back of the world. I don't have time for this new open world. And yeah. that's why they're not capitalizing, because someone might turn around and go, oh, fuck, you know, I am playing the Assassin's Creed. But, geez, that little side-scroller they made does look interesting. Fuck it, I'll just download it quickly and play it, or buy yeah. it. And, you know, I'm not in the mood for the open world at the moment, so I'm going to play that. That's how they can make money. But you can't do it if you're making these big, big games that yeah. take hundreds of hours to fix uh to, to play and finish yeah and then you come out with another one <laughs> and it, like honestly and you know i love my assassin's creed uh it's kind of exhausting by the end of assassin's yes. creed every yeah. time you get to the end of the assassin's creed game and i love them you're like there's a party that's like oh thank fuck like i've killed the final guy like because it's there's a bit of grinding and there's definitely a bit of repetition you know whatever like you're tired, yeah. and, and I'm no, not it like... It is, you know. dude. It's time-consuming. That's what I'm saying. You keep pumping out these big open-world games. People are like, oh, I'm tired, man. I just finished the last one. I need yeah. I need a palate cleanser. I need something else. And they're not really making anything else that can be the palate cleanser. Again, they're starting to now. They're trying, you know, I'm sure they're, like, they're trying to. But, again, once you've got yourself into that hole, mm. it's now difficult to say, oh, well, let's make these games because like, we don't have the money. Like, we kind of need to make some money now. Like, yeah. Well, um, next week I will have I will have an in depth review for you of Assassin's Creed Mirage, um, and I'm looking forward to that. It's weekly comics, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just two weekly comics this week. Uh, Ice Cream Soldier, Our Army at War, eighty five. I'm, I'm I love Sergeant Rock and Easy Company, and I've taken us. This is this is only like the third appearance of Sergeant Rock and Easy Company. Um, I've done my research, Rich. And it's really early on. Um, this is just kind of like a cool story about this ice cream soldier guy who is a young guy who's basically scared because there's a literally a massive world war happening around him and he's a very raw recruit. Sergeant Rock kind of gives him some tough love and, um, and the other you know members of his company who are a fairly hardened bunch of soldiers are calling him ice cream soldier because you know he melts. Um, but in the end, the, the kid mans up and, um, you know, gets a bazooka and blows out a couple of tanks. And then he's like, yeah, you know, um, I don't melt um, on the ice. Ice doesn't melt on ice or something. And um, 
Yeah. No, 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 no. I quite like this. So what happened was, um, yeah, he kept freezing and he didn't duck when he's supposed to duck and he didn't like flatten and, and stuff and, and Sergeant Rock got hurt and all that. And then they, it's now winter and like he's even got like, apparently he's got frostbite on his um, yep. foot and these two tanks come and he's the one that's got the bazooka and he goes out on the ice and like miraculously he, you know, well, he sinks one of the tanks and then he destroys the other tank and they're like, oh my God, we couldn't believe it. And he goes, hey, ice is no problem for an ice cream soldier. That's right. Um, and I was like, hey, clever. He got them back. <laughs> he got them back. Um, a good solid issue as far as I was concerned as a story. I mean, I'd give it a 7.5. I think it's good solid storytelling. A uh, lot more Sergeant Rock to come. I love the character. I love Easy Company. Where are you on it, Rich? Oh, no. I Again, I, I we were discussing this. I want more, and I don't care if you've got to modernize the character. In fact, I wouldn't mind seeing a modernized version of a, of, uh, a Sergeant Rock you know, um, because he's just such an interesting character and you could do so much, you could do so much with um, with war stuff, you and know you, what I mean? But again, could, I, yeah. I feel like so many people are just so touchy about like, oh no, war is bad, like we can't be, clever. it's like, oh, fuck off, man. Yeah, but like, the point I'm sorry, of such but a rock... actually care. Yeah. The point of such a rock wasn't that war is cool, you know? Like yeah, but again, try and tell these people because apparently, anytime you write about something, you're endorsing it. Like, yeah, just just writing about war, whether you you you're coming at it from both angles or a neutral angle, the fact that you're even writing about war or something, they'll be like, "You're glorifying war, colonialism." It's like, oh Jesus. Yeah, just yeah, calm down, calm the fuck down. Uh, what are you giving it, Rich? Out of ten? Oh, it's eight out of ten. Uh, it had some good backup stories. It was an interesting one with the um, cage. the POW um, soldier, and he keeps getting told by the um, um, uh, is this was this the Korean War? I can't remember. No, I should, uh, it was either Korean or Vietnam. Hard to tell. Always one of But anyway, the the, the 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 Korean whatever. He's like, you're not a soldier. <laughs> you you know, you're embarrassment. No yeah. soldier would be captured. Blah blah blah. And then he finally escapes, and then he like he brings the forces there. Yeah. And then, like, he gets the last word and saying, like, you're not much of an officer. <laughs> yeah, and wouldn't, uh, don't you reckon that the PC crowd today would stroke out if they read it? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, God. Yeah, they'd yes, fucking, yes. like, they, I would love to sit, like, a fucking little PC, like, social justice, like, little warrior, like, little keyboard warrior, and, and force feed them, like, 30 Sergeant Rock comics in a row. And I reckon it might actually adjust them and they might come out a normal person. You know, it could be, yeah, it'll be, well, it'll be such a, like, extreme thing on an extreme, you know, like, fucking point of view. And they come out and they go, you know what, actually, like, Sergeant Rock's pretty cool. The military's not as evil as, like, my little fantasies. Ah, that's, that, that, no, bro, that is a fantasy. Yeah, I guess, maybe. That is a massive fantasy. You don't reckon that we can't balance the books with these guys? No, yeah, no. We can't brainwash them back. Um, but anyway, uh, we, we enjoyed it. And we'll do some more Sergeant Rock on the show. Um, Please. And, and then this one was fun. This was Superman three hundred two. Um, this was this was stupid fun. I loved it. <laughs> Elliot S. Magan, who we've had on the show um, a couple of times, um, always a lot of fun to have Elliot on the show. And um, it's basically just like Lex Luthor gets Superman and makes him bigger and dumber, uh, like he's he's accelerating in growth. Well, no. 
so so not technically dumber. So it's so hilarious. I wish they would do more story, like just fun, stupid shit like this. So do I. Because yeah. sometimes I feel like the, the the writers in comics that just they take it too seriously. Yeah. Um. You know, even Grant Morrison knew to have fun with it. Definitely. You know, yes. Does Grant Morrison do these very like sort of existential and like you know um, uh, intricate and deep stories and stuff? Yes, but he also has fun with it. You know, and he understands it's a comic and yeah. you can be a bit silly with it. Like this is a comic where basically <laughs> he's hitting with his. I mean, you don't even see it. Like it just happens. No, it just happens. Panel, it happens from, the, from the start. Yeah, he's. Like, I've hit him with a ray that uh, is um, affecting his uh, um, his. Uh, uh, pituitary gland, yep. right, and it's literally making him grow to like the size of a fucking dinosaur, right? But Hilarious. somehow it does not increase his brain. No. So his body gets massive, but his brain stays tiny, and so now his brain he can't he can't operate and think and whatever at the same time. No. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the bigger he gets, it's not that he's Struggle. getting dumb; it's just that the brain cannot power <laughs> this big body. Do you know what I mean? And oh my god! And oh, you know what's so cool? Like the Adam was involved in it. I loved it. Yeah, um, Ray Palmer. I love seeing. No, I wish they can do more shit like where heroes need help from other heroes. Where I it's always, very specific. I always love it when Ray Palmer comes through the phone too. Always, yeah. You know, when he comes through, he goes, "Good lord, man!" And it's immense. Go, no time for those jokes, Ray. <laughs> I'm in trouble here. And how about how they prank at the end, Luther? Oh, I love the him. solutions to these 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 problems, like. They literally build a giant set and they yep. have Clark interview Superman, like <laughs> zipping back and forth, just to um, prove that Superman isn't growing. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's so like it's stupid fun. Yeah, it's 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 wacky, but it's also good. You know what I mean? Like it's wacky. It's great. It, I really, I really, and and also, uh, Kurt Swan. Kurt Swan on art as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what more can you ask? Um, I'm going to give this... Drawing, by the way, drawing a much more beefier, yeah. uh, toned, muscular Superman. I love it. I, I, I'm going to give this issue an 8.5. It's silly, fun, but it's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm giving it an 8.5 as well. I, I, I was laughing literally reading this book. Now, um, that brings us to our trade of the week. Rich, this was your pick. I've got to say, I very much liked this. It was much better than I expected. Um, Superman Dark Side, do you want to give uh, the Dark Side? Do you want to give listeners the 10 cent pitch on this one, Rich? Yeah, yeah. So this was similar in the vein as an Elseworlds story, similar in that vein of like, um, you know, what they were doing for a time where they were like, what if we take Superman and put him in a different. Like you know, Soviet, what if, et cetera. What if, yeah. uh, you know, I remember when John Cleese did the book where it was like, what if Superman landed in Britain? True, Brit. Then you've got the Red Sun. What if he landed there? And then you've got the Nazi. What if he landed in Germany? And blah, blah, blah. And this is basically one where it's like, what if Superman, uh, uh, Baby Kal El crashed uh, on Apocalypse? Mm. And um, it, it, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, Darkseid's raised him, and now because of Superman being on the side, he's actually managed to win against the 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 other new gods. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the uh, the new gods they basically flee the the new Genesis. Gen- Genosians, new Genosians. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the new Genesis gods they basically flee to Earth, mm. and Superman is also flung there. 
Um, but that's because of High Father doing that before he's like um, killed. Um, and, and this is also a world where Scott Free is, um, he never sort of like is really escaped. No, and yeah, he's trapped there, really. When he did escape, he, uh, through Superman, was actually crippled. Mm. Um, so he's in, a, uh, he's in like a, 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 a Charles Xavier chair. But because Darkseid actually kills Metron at one point in the story, then uh, Mr. Miracle actually gets the, the, the Mobius chair. Yeah. Um, which is all interesting. Again, I like these Elseworlds where they have, and so, uh, so Superman actually and Big Barda actually Hold end up, up being a couple. Yeah. And Orion and Lois. La- uh, Lois Lane actually end up being. I did not see the um, Lois Lane Orion thing happening until they were hot handy. Yeah, um, but you know what? I enjoy that because it's like, yeah, like you, because sometimes when they do it, like, but eventually you will still end up with Lois, you know, or yeah. something. I'm like, no, I kind of like this that, like, you know, it makes sense that someone like Big Barda, who loves, you know, he's a warrior, strength, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she would be. And especially because, you know, obviously Scott Free didn't really do anything. He was kind of crippled. Well, oh, I mean, totally, why would yeah. she end up? So I quite like that. So he kind of went back at the end and he was basically freeing Apocalypse and trying to. Yep. Oh, I like his costume. I think Jack Kirby would be so proud yeah, of that good. Superman New Gods costume that they did right at the end. I was like, man, that's very Kirby. I've got I to say, like, the artwork job. was very impressive, I felt. I, I, yeah. I. I by the first when I when I opened up the first page I was like wow I'm really enjoying the art you know mm. like and how I mean funny was it when you know how um Scott Free got crippled but then they also made it even worse where they go when he came through he couldn't check where he was going so he slammed to that wall and busted up his neck as well yeah so Superman basically like uh crushed his legs yeah but like um, it got when worse. he was fleeing from Superman when he used the boom tube. <laughs> He didn't have time to like enter any coordinates. He just had to <laughs> activate it. But yeah, when he comes through on the other side, you found out later he went straight headfirst into a wall and basically was now then crippled from the neck like, down. Par- paraplegia. That that, that yeah. almost felt cruel to to me. I was like, did they have to do that? But like, what? Why do you think they did that? Like, wh- why wouldn't they have made so him paraplegia? I think it was basically that? to to make him really hate Superman. Right. Yeah. Um, so that he could have his moment later after he gets the Mobius chair and realize, you know, um, uh, what's at stake and, like, his pettiness yeah, um, yeah. has to sort of take a back seat and all that sort of stuff. I think that's why. It's like someone who's, like, who really should hate Superman, like, at the end of the day, literally took everything away from him, like, including, you know, oh, uh, like a guy who literally just wants to be free. Kieran Dwyer is the artist. John Francis mm. Morris writer. I thought Kieran Dwyer's art was fantastic and a... A really kind of like loose, fun, like colourful. The colourist did a great job as well. Um, colourist Patricia Mulverhill. Um, I I've never heard of this comic ever. I this is I this had totally escaped my attention. I thought this was way better than what I thought it was going to be because I must admit. I although I have read my fair share of New God stuff, that's only because I've read quite a lot of DC. I've never really mm. enjoyed them that much. I like them here as much as I've ever liked them because it's not really their story. It's not that dissimilar to the normal story. It's the Apocalypse versus New Genesis. Yada, yada, yada. No, it's not them that's different. It's really Superman, Superman that yeah. is the is is the is the different factor. Good to see Bibo with the metal plate in his head. Didn't get brainwashed. 
Yeah, hey, Jimmy, I like that Jimmy's not like a reporter. He's just like fucking some rat bag kid. He's just that a little street kid with the fucking... Skateboard. And then he has good fun with the, the whatever those things are, you know, like almost like not hoverboard, oh, but... The similar. discs, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the flying discs, yeah. And I've always struggled to know what those bugs are, but they're just the ones who live on the ground, aren't they? Not in the floating city. And they, the forage... Right, yeah, so they, they are... So if, if the if the new Genesis gods are the gods in the heaven, then technically the bugs are just the the, the humans. Yeah, yeah, on the just planet. Down there. And, uh, and Forager sense, was like, one of them, wasn't he? He was one that actually had a name. Yeah, who eventually became a new god himself. Yeah. I only know that from an episode of Just Sleep Cartoon that I've watched. Um, <laughs> but but uh, that said, you know who I do like? Dark Side. I've always liked Dark Side. Yeah, and I actually I love Dark Side. And you know what? I actually really liked his costume in that. Like his, they tweaked his his look and made it a bit more black. Yeah, with a with a, with a tinge of red. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, the artists in this did fantastic designs uh, for these characters. But but I. Um, you you still felt that they were who they are, yeah. Um, but they still felt a little bit different, like slightly changed. So I've that got they a question. also felt new. I've got a question. Do you find that Superman's armor is somewhat similar to the hell suit that Batman has? You know, I think maybe that's where they got the idea for the um, hell Batman hell suit. Yeah, well, it's quite sort of similar. Um, and if you think about it, the hell suit is for Apocalypse. You know. That's why Correct. Batman. Well, that's has what them. gives him his powers because on obviously on Apocalypse there's no sun, there's no yellow sun. So he was actually the suit allowed him to 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 siphon off like the radiation of the the um oh, the, uh, the right. pits. And he was super pale. But what I mean is Batman's hell suit is for Apocalypse. No, no, I, I think. Well, yeah. No, is it? Yes. Yes, it is. It, it, that's why he has the suit. It's for when no, I know he made apocalypse. the suit for to withstand apocalypse and all that, but did he did he make it from materials from apocalypse? Did he make it from what? Materials from apocalypse? No, no, no. I think he made it for apocalypse. I, yeah, I, no, I know that, but he didn't make it with uh, no, apocalypse. No, but what I'm what, 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 what I'm saying is, could that be kind of like the nod? You know, like this does look to be very similar to Batman's hell suit. So I'm wondering but if Batman came afterwards. That's what I'm telling you. They stole the Batman suit from yes, this. That's what I'm saying. And I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying the fact that um, the Batman's hell suit is for Apocalypse, could that be their nod to this as well? Like it's sort of like... I would imagine so. Like a wing to the... It's a bit too on the nose not to be. Yeah, like a wing to the audience kind of thing. Uh, I hope the designer gets something out of that. I bet he doesn't, you know? Probably not. Apocalypse. I'm trying to find it out. But anyway, regardless, really, really cool issue. And you know what? I, I think this benefited from being a three-parter. It was like 150-plus pages. Sometimes uh, Elseworlds can feel a little rushed, you know, the endings especially. But I felt this one was given a, a chance to breathe. Um, I, I felt like Lois has good moments in this for start. You know, she has a whole monologue going on where she's writing the story about it all. I really, frankly, very much enjoyed it. I thought it was um, unexpectedly better than I expected uh, all round. As, it's as good as I've... I, what I like is this is actually when I like the New Gods when, when it's sort of Superman New Gods thing, where it's a bit more... I don't know. I, I, I liked having the Superman stuff mixed in with all the dark side stuff and every other hero wasn't involved. That's part of my problem with the New Gods. Sometimes it feels like a cast of thousands. 
and I felt this story really sort of it stayed um, focused, you know. I I don't know. I mean, I've read a fair bit of New Gods, and it always centers. It always seems to center around Light Ray and Orion. Um, they've always been like the main. Two. Oh no, no, but I mean, sometimes in the DC stories, all the other heroes are also there. It just like it's almost too oh, big. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. It's almost what I'm trying to say is, I get to a point with Marvel and DC sometimes with the cosmic stuff where I just I just don't care. DC I care more than Marvel. Marvel I don't care about the cosmic stuff. But DC over the years I've I've cuz I like Dark Side. I do like Dark Side. And mm. um I felt this out out of what I read of New God stuff, I thought this was probably my favorite one. I I I really thought it was because I'm familiar with everyone. I know who Granny is. I know, you know who the um, the Torturer is and Calabac. And, you know, yeah, I, I've seen them all enough that I can place them all. And this story, I felt, hit the right notes. I, I thought this was a particularly good Elseworlds. And also, I've never heard of it. I've never heard anyone mention this one. So it's a bit I of know, a, it's a bit of an under-the-radar one. You picked very well, Rich. You should be proud of yourself, man, because you came I'm in... I'm proud of myself. Well, you should be because you came in. You, you you came in with this dark side stuff, and and look, you had me a dark side. I was like, oh sweet. What I was hoping, it I was dreading that it would just be sort of like not the new gods in a way, just Superman as dark side or something. And I thought this is going to suck. But when I realised it was really just the normal new gods with Superman sort of thrown into the mix, I was mm. way more comfortable. Um, and I liked the turn to Big Barter. I thought that was a logical one because Big Barter is a is a hard ass and, you know, respects powerful and, and strong strength. You know what I mean? She's attracted to all that sort of stuff. Well, she she would be in a world where she never met Scott Free, yes. Yeah. Because one of the things why I think a lot of people don't... I, I think some people maybe are a bit confused about the, the Barter, Scott Free mm. thing where she, you're like, well, she's a big warrior and she's like, she's always going about how strong. But... I think people realize Scott Free showed her like a different strength. Yeah. He showed her like a, a strength of will, a strength of character. Sure. It, like um, a, a, an inner strength that she was like, oh, okay, there's different types of strength. It isn't just physical, I can kick the shit out of you. Like she saw the shit that he endured mm. and that it never broke him. And so she learned that there's different, you know, and so of course she respects the hell out of Scott because of that, that strength of will and. Yeah. And optimism, and but again, yes, in a world where she never met that, where yeah. that was not something that she was exposed to, of course, it would make absolute logical sense that all she would know is is strength, you know, physical strength, sure. and be absolutely drawn to <laughs> to Superman, of course. Yeah, and I, I was like, that was smart. That was a good choice. I thought. I thought it was a really good choice. Uh, look, overall, uh, exceptionally enjoyable, uh, and I do want to say again. Good, really good story. Very competent story. Ticks a lot of boxes, but really good artwork. And I and I, I I sometimes feel we undersell the artwork. I think the artwork here was a really nice tribute in a way to Jack Kirby. I I, I like it wasn't Jack Kirby esque all the way, but it had touches, and it was a looser style than a lot of comics. And I appreciated it. I mean, I, I'm going to give this an eight point five out of ten. It's almost a nine. I I I felt this as an Elseworlds I've never heard of. I thought this was so much better than I expected. What do you think, Rich? Uh, I, I completely agree. I think this is definitely, I mean, it's definitely an 8, 8.5 out of 10. Mm. Um, 
Uh, I, I could again. It's one of those things where I'm. I'm in a sense. I'm glad that they leave you wanting more. But I could have done with a little bit more. I could have had a yeah, a few more pages, and I would have been happy. Sure. Um, fleshing out a little bit more. Um, sure. But you know what? Uh, I would prefer to. I, I'd much rather be left wanting more than wishing it ended sooner. So, you know, I can't complain um, uh, too much. Three uh, action-packed issues, though. Like, if you bought this coming I've out... I've been oversized, so definitely felt like a, a bit of a longer read as did well. You, did you read this at the time, Rich, or was this much more of a recent no, thing? This is something that I always knew about, and I've actually had it for a while. Mm. And finally, I was like, you know what, shit, I need to actually read this. I, 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 start, I read, like, the first issue a, well, a long time ago. Mm. Um, and then just like, kind of like dropped off that radar, kind of like, sure. like oh shit, that's right. I meant to read that like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I was like, you know, no, 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 I've, I'm going to do it for the show. Like I have I need to do that. Um, yeah, no, e- excellent stuff. And uh, I, was, I had something else to say about it, but it was, it was essentially more praise. And, uh, I, I just think a lot of the story choices, um, really, really, pa- really paid off. I wish they would do more shit like this than just like, oh, everything's canon. We're just going to write whatever the fuck we want. Uh, um, yeah. I'd much rather. I, I miss these Elseworlds stories that they used to do. Um, I just think they're so much fun. Like it's also why I kind of think like I think it's so silly that Marvel doesn't really do the what ifs and all that anymore. Because it's like, Don't why they? not have fun with oh, shit? They, they did a couple of years ago. They did a series of what ifs. Like there was like, no, but I mean something that's not like a, a continuous thing. Like oh, you've like got a, yeah. so much, you've got so much history. Yeah. And there's so many awesome things that where you could be like, what if this happened? Yeah. And what I like about DC's Elseworlds is that it's not, it's not always contingent on a story already happened. No, no. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of the things like, you know, um, again, what if Superman landed in Russia? What if Superman somehow got diverted um, to, oh, by the way, it's actually, we do, it's actually Metron that diverts him um, to Apocalypse because he yeah. was just, curious to see what would happen <laughs> yeah, for, um, oh i had that but, question you know, i remember the question i had when i was reading it I, what i was trying to ask you was does metron and Darkseid know all the other realities because they're gods um, metron does not not dark side uh, and right. the only reason that metron does is generally because of the um the mobius chair and right. his okay. affinity with the source wall and all that sort of stuff because when they say they're gods they they're just super powered beings aren't they really like, uh, pretty much yes i mean but again they're so advanced that they see themselves as yeah cuz i was getting confused i was thinking is dark side the one person in all the realities and you were like slow down dave calm down you know, it's just in Elseworlds. And I was like, yeah, good point, Rich. I was getting very sort of like philosophical because I was, I was. Yeah, I just said to you, listen, don't, yeah, don't, don't read too much into because this was just at a time where they did. Um, yeah, a lot of Elseworlds. I mean, now I think they have retconned it that, um, that the new gods exist outside of like sort of the multiverse. And that. so. <laughs> really? The, there is only one new gods. Oh, you know what? Maybe I knew that, and that's why I thought that. Actually, I feel Which, that right. was something that they did in, that they introduced. I think it was Venditti that introduced that in Green Lantern um. when they had the, the the God War. Like there was a, a battle between the New Gods and the Green Lanterns, really? um, and it was established then that they kind of they exist at like the the center. Why would the New like, Gods, like the good New Gods, be fighting the Green Lanterns? Yeah, it was something to do with the rings. Was it good? Um, was it good? It was okay. 
<laughs> that's not exactly uh <laughs> but the one thing i did like about it was the place. idea of the new gods existing outside of the multiverse so that the new gods mm. are the same and they can go and they whatever reality they go to it's still the same well that's exactly what i said no no, ex- no 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 but this exactly was oh, dude this is this is this is like years later yeah. that they did that what i'm saying is that this was not the case here yeah, you know what though? I that's just when there was a new. If, if there was an alternate reality, then yeah. there was alternate new gods. Yeah, I get it. I think that wasn't even my own thought. I think I did that news item that you mentioned like two years ago. And that's why I thought of it. <laughs> I don't actually think that was even my own thought. Um, yeah, there yeah. Back in the day, it was just like if there's a pirate Batman, it's just Earth seven one two with pirate Batman. Like, and this would just be like Earth Seven Eleven with Superman landing on Apocalypse. You know, like, have they Correct. ever had? This is going to sound so fucking stupid. Have they? <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I'm about to ask this question. Have they ever had like all different dark sides teaming up together? Because that'd be no. that'd be awesome, man. That's an event. Why not get all the multiverse dark sides together? Well, I, again, if right now they can't because the way oh, they've written it is that there isn't stupid. any multiple. Oh, ones. they've taken all the fun away from my idea. Can you imagine if there was like 30 dark sides all together, all grumpy with each other, arguing, and, but then like let loose upon the universe? That'd be a worthy fucking crisis. Like, Although just knowing like, them, they'd probably all just get on because they just all want the anti-life questions. Yeah, but dude, like, well, they're always like, you know, trying to come up with a new storyline. There's one for free, DC. 30 dark sides versus everyone else in the DC universe. Yeah, there's an event. That'd be pretty awesome. I, I'd be down for that. Would you be mm. down for, Would you be down for that? Just 30 dark sides. I don't know. I'm a bit over the whole, like... Um, Multiple versions of things sort of fighting each other. Yeah, but mine, but but these are the baddies all teaming up. No. You know, like, come on, Rich, just trying to get a bit of fun back in the game. I just feel like that's just, that's overdone, Dave. Like, I'm just, you know. (laughs) just feel like. I can be honest with you, right now, Marvel and DC have just utterly killed any interest I have in the multiverse. Like, they have been milking it. Fucking to death. Oh, they have. There's the last couple of years that I'm just like, no more. I, as soon as someone says to me, multi, I'm like, nope, no fucking care. Well, I'm it's sorry, just an no. excuse for them to do very slightly different versions of characters and yeah, stuff. I, yeah, it's, it's a crutch now, and I just, I it don't, I just like, I'm a can't, I can't care. No, you, you are right. <laughs> it, is, it is a crutch, and they certainly have overexploited it, and and they're not shy about it. Like, they'll, they'll just, it's like um, Marvel do it, like, all the time. Like, you know, it's like different venoms, different this, different that. You know, it's just to death. And, mm. it, I mean, God, who could ever forget when fucking um, DC stumbled on the Batman Who Laughs and the Dark Multiverse and, like, years of story that was just I so... I think it's still going now. It's still fucking... Oh, it was so It's dark. still milk now, if I'm being honest. And, and, like, you almost regret that first time you saw him, we're like, oh, he's kind of cool. You're like, oh, my God, I've had fucking enough of this character. Could someone put him in a nuclear bomb and just explode him, please? Like, like it's not that great. You know, it's like Batman Jokerized. It's like, okay, it's, it's cool, but it shouldn't be, like, the extent to which you have made this a story is just ridiculous. Mm. Like, and, yeah, like, they milked 
that dark multiverse stuff. I mean, honestly, they they'd gone past gold. I don't know what you know. They'd got into like the least valuable metal, and they were still going. You know, like just like they were fool's gold. And they're like, yeah, this is still great. You're loving it. And everyone's like, no. <laughs> yeah, the golden goose is like literally dead on the table, and they're like, it could still work. I'm sure of it. The town's become like a ghost town. Like, there's no gold in the hills at all. They're still like, it's still great. It's still boom there's time. Gold in the hills, I swear. <laughs> There's tumbleweeds going down the road. Um, anyway, good, good, good stuff, Rich. Now, I've got a, a suggestion for next week, and I'm thinking about spreading it over two episodes. I want to do Man of Steel Volume One by John Byrne. Um, okay, happy to do it, man. I've, all right, I, I love reading that. Let's split it up over because there are four hard covers. Let's split it up over two episodes because it's gonna be, it's a decent read, and I don't want to overstretch it. So let's do it over two episodes. Um, so next week we are gonna do uh, Man of Steel Volume One hardcover um, by John Byrne and, and others, but John Byrne's the primary uh, writer and artist, I believe. But I believe Marv Wolfman and Jerry Ordway are also involved at the start. Um, I've never read it. I, look, you know, I've read bits of it because I, I have a Superman collection that has bits of it. Um, so I have read bits of it, but I'm excited to do it. Like, I've wanted to do it for a long time, and I just feel like now's the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, in terms of the show, I want to thank all the listeners. Um, thank you for all your questions for Chuck. Um, next up will be Tom DeFalco, um, who I'm going to tee up. That's on me to tee up for late November, late uh, October. Um, so thank you for your questions. If you've got questions for Tom DeFalco, who had a really long run as a writer, uh, primarily at Marvel, and, and was also the editor-in-chief for Marvel for, I want to say, a decade plus. Um, really nice guy. We've had him on the show before. Super nice guy. Um, and, yeah, I feel like we scratched the surface. Um, please fire in your questions because... It makes the show so much more fun because as well as myself and Richard's questions, we can, you know, I always try to get everyone's questions in. I really do. Um, sometimes in a conversation, you know, one might get skipped or shortened, but I actually do quite a bit of structuring for interviews. Um, so I do try to get everyone. And I actually, with Chuck, I think we got everything asked, honestly. I, I don't think we missed anything. If we did, it was, you know, my mistake. Um, but, um, yeah, get your Tom DeFalco questions in. I'm going to, that's my next task to order all that stuff. It'll be sometime in late, uh, October. Uh, and, uh, Tom has got a new Marvel Secret Wars comic coming out. Um, sort of basically the, between the panel stuff of the original Secret Wars, Rich, he's got like a mini, um, mm-hmm. set back on Battleworld, I believe. It's, it looks really cool. Good, good art team and everything. So as you'd expect, I mean, it's Tom DeFalco. He's, he wrote a lot of great fucking comics. So. Looking forward to that. Um, please join the Patreon. Um, it goes towards show running costs. Um, if you join the Patreon, you can ask multiple questions for these creators. Um, that's fine. Um, I, and, you know, and you get priority. Um, we're going to do more Cinema of Doom. But, like, essentially, joining the Patreon is, is, is a really good way of helping the show and helping us provide more content. Um, other than that, we're proud members of the collective, as always. Uh, we stand fucking firm, man. We're ready to go to war. Are you ready to go to war for the collective, Rich? I'm ready. I'm ready to drop a fucking nuke. Um, you know, Rich, if I was president, how long do you think it would be before we had nuclear war? I would give it about maybe not even two weeks. I would say maybe a week. No, I was going to say three hours. Yeah, three hours. Someone, something's going to kick off, and I'm just going to start getting the shits, you know? 
You're um, gonna say, "Where's the key? Let's turn it." Well, also, what I think would happen is I'd I'd try to start with just like a conventional action, you know, like let's get the special forces in. No, you would force escalation. It would no, sure. it's, no, it would quickly escalate. Like, oh, we're playing this game, are we? Okay, let's play, let's dance, you know. Next dance. Mexican standoff, and I'd be like, "Fuck Mexican standoff! Let's fire the bombs! Fuck this!" <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting there just tapping the button, <laughs> just go, go, go. Um, yeah. Anyway, Prime Members of the Collective. You've got shows like Rays Into the Night. He's got his uh, Spider Woman show. Tanoa is Tafira. Uh, Connor Last Sons of Krypton. I was on his last episode, and I believe we're going to be recording an episode, a Superman um, three parter if not this week, next week, with Connor. Um, so I'm doing a couple of little guest shots for him. Um, you've got uh, Ghost Spider Groupies. You've got all the stuff that Phil does, all the great stuff he does with, with Lilith. A um, lot of great stuff on the collective. I can't speak highly enough of those guys and gals. Um, Rich, turning to you, anything, man? Anything you'd like to announce? No, man, I just want this week to be over. Well, it's almost over. You can go and have a nap now, you know. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you yeah. you can you can have a nap. You can relax, recharge the batteries, man. You know, as they say. And um, I don't need to recharge the batteries. I need a complete reboot, you reinstall. Need, you need a yeah. You're like RoboCop. I need a wipe and a reinstall. <laughs> you're like RoboCop, and he was just the head, and they were like, yeah, yeah, so "Just take the memories out, wipe them, send me back out, <laughs> send me back out to the streets." I love it. Um, oh, and I do want to mention too, if you want to support the show, the Patreon thing is patreon.com slash signal of doom. Um, and that's that's how to support the show. Uh, I think it's been another great episode. I want to thank everyone and good night. Good night. Killed it, man. I mean, who said there wasn't enough content for tonight, you know? Not me. No, you were confident. Mm-hmm.